Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario comes to us from one of our favorite sites, Reckoning of the Dead. Uh, I've entitled this scenario, The Central Tree, for the purposes of keeping the plot a secret. Its actual name can be seen in the credits at the end of our show. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd. This is a one-shot, so there is only the one episode. So, having gotten that out of the way, why don't we introduce our characters, our players and our characters. Uh, Jeff, why don't you go first? Hello, everybody. I'm Jeff, and I am going to be playing Marcus Linhart. He is a student at Miskatonic University. Um, He's a major in biology with a specialty in zoology. Uh, he's a rather small guy, kind of slim, and has a really bookish look. In fact, <clears throat> he is um, about five foot eight and weighing about 120 pounds, soaking wet. He came from a Ro- Roman Catholic uh, family, and he has obsessive compulsive disorder, which explains why he does extremely well in his classes and loves to keep things organized. Cool. Uh, Kurt. Hey, I'm Kurt. I'm playing uh, Dunbar Douglas. Uh, Yes, of the Providence Dunbar Douglases. Um, I am currently a PhD student in uh, microbiology at Miskatonic, looking to make a name for myself and and get out from under the shadow of my father, a famous doctor. All right. Uh, Jason. Hi, my name is Jason Melnichok, and I'll be playing Hudson Walsh. He is a uh, PhD student at Miskatonic University, and he's studying botany uh, with minors in meteorology and biology. He is 5'9", about 140 pounds, not the best-looking gentleman around, but he's not hideous. And he grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York, and he spent a lot of time, he's a full-blooded American, but he spent a lot of time hanging around with uh, Native American tribes in the area, and he has an affinity for their culture. Uh, Very American, upstanding citizen. Um, That's about all. Thank you. Uh, Tim? Hey, I'm Tim, and I'm playing uh, Lionel Addison of the Addison family of Connecticut. Uh, he, his father was a gardener at the state capitol, and he's always had dreams of doing something similar, so he's decided to pursue studies. He has a background in chemistry, but has come to Miskatonic University to pursue his graduate degree in botany. Um, he tends to be a very strong and unshakable character, and uh, his hands, although he appears very dignified and refined, his hands belie that with calluses and signs of hard work uh, of his younger years. All right, cool. Josh? Good evening. Um, my name is Josh. I'll be playing Eric Leifson, uh, similar to some of my compatriots here. I also am working on uh, my PhD at Miskatonic University. Uh, I'm a pretty burly fellow of Norwegian descent, as you can probably tell by the last name. Uh, Probably look a little bit out of place. Uh, I'm six foot, 190 pounds, pretty well built. Um, so maybe not the exact scholarly type uh, that you might expect, uh, but loves the studies nonetheless, loves nature. Um, animals is his specialization, uh, similar to Marcus, uh, focus in zoology, but also has um, some botany and biology as well. Excellent. All right, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> 
The weather was gloomy. The sky was overcast. There was a good deal of dirty black snow still lurking in the shady places, despite it being early spring. The date is April 6, 1926, and spring break is drawing to a close. A handful of top graduate students from the Miskatonic Biology Department have been called to a meeting with the head of the department, Dr. Homer Winside. His office is large and comfortable, and his back wall is lined with shelving seven layers high, displaying all sorts of specimens preserved in formaldehyde, including a full-grown human heart. Gentlemen, uh, you're probably wondering why I called you in this morning. Um, I have a bit of a task for you if you are interested. Um, I was contacted uh, late last night by uh, Mayor Clayton Merrick of the town of Rutland, Massachusetts. It's about 100 miles from here. Um, it also happens to be the geological center, geological center, the center of Massachusetts. Um, He's called me because he's quite distressed. There is a landmark there, uh, a very large uh, old elm tree that they refer to as the central tree. It marks the spot of uh, geographical, that's what I meant to say, not geological, but geographical uh, center of the state. Uh, there's something terribly wrong with it. And uh, he would like me to send uh, some experts, and you guys are my top students, so I thought maybe you'd like to drive over there and take a look at the tree and see if you can diagnose what's wrong with it. What do you say? Happy to jump in, Professor. Certainly. Yeah. I know it's the last couple of days from your spring break, but, you know. Has there been any further research done into the tree prior to us? None. Apparently, it started showing odd signs yesterday, and uh, uh, Rutland is a tiny little town, uh, mostly farming. It's a farming community, mostly farms around it, and uh, they don't have many landmarks to speak of, so when their beloved central tree starts to go funky, uh, they get all in a huff and, and want somebody to come and take a look at it. Well, it's probably just, you know, something attacking it, some boar, some insect or something. What signs is it showing currently? I, I have no idea. Huh. You'll have to just go and take a look. It's probably nothing, but, you know, the, um, the, the college will uh, reimburse you any expenses you might have within reason. And our primary point of contact is this uh, Mayor Clayton? Uh, yes, uh, uh, Clayton Merrick is his name, and uh, you'll probably you'll probably just uh, uh, we we have kind of a crudely drawn map. Once you get there, uh, it should be very easy to find. It's in a field, uh, not too far from the junior high school. All right. Well, I guess we should get there. Okay. Let's let's take a look, gentlemen. Well, um. How fun. Uh, write up a report or something. I'll, we'll, we'll make sure that you guys get some extra credit on it. Uh, maybe we can oh. publish. Yeah, it would be nice to collaborate. 
So with that, I assume you leave the dean's office. Now the question is, is what do you, how do you want to prepare before you? So one thing I would like to do is just do a little bit of research into this central tree and see if there's any um, foreknowledge about the tree or where it originated from or anything like that. Anything aberrant to the elm. Maybe we can look into common arboreal diseases in, in the area. Now, those of you who have botany are probably familiar with a lot of diseases that plants and trees have. Yeah, I might as well ask Hudson. Since you're already graduate students. Um, the, the, the one thing that you are, uh, the, if you do any research at school, uh, about the only thing you find out is that uh, uh, the central tree is an American elm. And that it's probably close to 200 years old. This specific tree, correct? That specific tree. Okay. And not too uncommon at this point. No, there are still quite a few elm trees around. Though this is beloved, obviously, by the, the people as the, the central tree. Well, most elms live between 100 to 200 years old. They are um, a magnet for uh, different fungi and mushrooms grow on them all the time. They might have just gotten some sort of, uh, let's say, infection into the root system. So we, that's definitely one thing we should check out. Yeah, maybe any like um, like uh, annual patterns of of tree-based uh, bugs, parasites, anything like that. Well, we, elms elms tend to be protogenous, so perhaps there's an issue with the fertilization, the self-fertilization of the tree happening as well. That could be possible. Yeah, uh, we, we could also be looking at possible infections, like uh, Dunbar said about bugs. I also want to look up any strange weather patterns in the area. I don't know if they were keeping records at this time, but um, if it dipped below a certain degree. Um, elms are pretty hardy, right, well below freezing. And Massachusetts does dip like that every once in a while. So there's nothing unusual about the weather in the last few uh, years. In terms of uh, preparation, certainly we would look to bring some soil sampling kits, um, something to, to take a look at the, the bark or the skin of the tree and, and uh, I suppose any sort of microscope equipment in case we find any traces of bugs or larvae or anything like that. So I don't know if there's a standard set of lab equipment that we could take with us, but... Uh, like a field probably, kit? Yes, something. Well, you, we definitely, definitely, you can put together whatever you like. You are at Miskatonic, and it's a it's a top of the line school. So, okay, I'm going to grab some uh, chemistry testing for the water in the area as well. Oh, that's good idea. Good idea. I'm going to definitely bring some specimen jars, okay. and like uh, Eric said, some uh, microscopic equipment. All right. Cool. Um, how are you going to get there? Now, some of you might have cars. 1926. I assume I probably would actually have a car because of his dad and having come from Connecticut anyway. So if we want to ride with. We'll say you got a fairly nice touring car, which will hold eight people. So you guys can easily fit in there, plus your equipment. Oh, good. Um, I just um, would like some space. Now, you all know each other pretty well from classes and stuff, so 
you probably also know your your eccentricities as well. Um, Eccentric? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh-huh. um, Rutland lies about a hundred miles uh, southwest of Arkham. Uh, you pass through a couple of small towns. Uh, it's only a hundred miles, but it still takes you uh, very nearly three hours to get there. The, uh, the roads are not great. Uh, you end up on a lot of side roads and there's still, uh, like I say, snow in the shady places. Um, the thing is, is in Massachusetts, it's almost all wooded. So most of the places are shady places. Um, but uh, after about three hours of traveling, I will say that you left early in the morning. He got you about eight o'clock. So it's about 11 o'clock uh, when you pull into a very small town. There's, uh, uh, it's large enough to have a, uh, an elementary school and a middle school, uh, but the high school is a shared high school between Rutland and a, and a couple of other towns. Uh, in the nearby area. You go through a lot of farmland just before you get to the town. And there's not much more there than a couple of civic buildings, a general store, uh, a gasoline station, and uh, things like that. What month is it? Uh, It's April. It's April uh, 6th, 1926. Um. Go ahead and do a spot hidden as you pull into the town. It's also spring break, so kids are not in school at the moment. They will be in a couple of days when school resumes. I got a 12. That would be an extreme success. I got a 94. That's an extreme failure. Okay. I got 26. A uh, so, Eric, did you get, you got the best one? Um, uh, Eric, as you're looking out, as you're going through the town, uh, for some reason, Marcus just can't stop staring at you. Uh, he, he doesn't see anything but you. Um, and you notice, out of the side of the car, you notice that there's, a, there's a, an obviously the middle school. Um, it's got an odd name. It's Dr. Leroy Doig uh, Junior High School. And uh, there's a big field and a big tree out in the field. That must be it. But there's a whole bunch of people out there. Maybe... 40 people out, uh, out surrounding this tree. Some of them closer, some of them farther back, some of them just looking at it. Um, you can see that uh, as, you're, as you're pulling to a stop that it was just starting to get little green leaf buds on it. Um, but now it's just, there's a few on the tips but it doesn't. It seems like maybe something is affecting the tree. Um, so you're just parking I, the car now. Would I have a sense for roughly how large the town was? Are we? Is Rutledge a very small town by by relative standards? Probably, maybe. If you count all of the farms all the way around, maybe 200 people at the most. Okay, so you're um, talking almost a quarter of the population is around this tree right now. Right. And I mean, the ones that aren't working at the, you know, the stores or out on the, on their farms. Okay. So I'll point that out to my colleagues. I'll just kind of casually say, you know, guys, check that out over there. It looks like it's quite a gathering around, uh, around this tree. 
Where? I like can't you... see past your pectorals. <laughs> <laughs> Does it seem like there's any other uh, researchers here? Any of those uh, Harvard boys? Nothing. No. It's quite strange. Although yeah, there's, I'm pretty not, there's, there's not like a bunch of cars parked. I'm pretty excited that there are a bunch of people here uh, enjoying a tree and enjoy nature. Yeah, but I bet you every one of these people have picked and poked and, and pushed and stomped on and, you know, not good for the root system, not good for it at all. So true. So true. Yeah. Well, maybe we can uh, address the crowd. I'll say, folks, uh, we are here from uh, Miskatonic and, and uh, looking to uh, secure the scene here and find out what's going on with the tree. Okay. Um, uh, as you, as you walk up to the crowd and you say that some of the people move out of the way and, uh, uh, some of the people, you know, are, are kind of reluctant. They're, they're staring at this tree. And, uh, you also notice there is an officer policeman, uh, standing up near the front, uh, also staring at the tree. Um, uh, but he's not, not like not doing any kind of crowd control. He's just staring at the tree. Does anybody want to go talk to the officer? Yeah, I'll, I'll go up. To not the really, no. Uh, excuse me, sir. Oh uh, yeah. Um, who who are you? Are you the? Uh, I don't know you. Are you one of the scientists they sent from the university? I am a graduate student from uh, Miskatonic University studying botany, and oh. I see everybody has a lot of attention to this tree. My name is Lionel Anderson, or Addison. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, Sheriff Claude Penchant. Nice. Uh, what, Probably pronounce it penchant. <laughs> is, this, is this a frequent gathering here? Oh, no, no. They are, they're all looking at the weird stuff on the tree. And as you look, as he says that, and you look over at the tree, indeed... Um, it looks like there are a number of broken branches in the middle of the tree, and there are some strange lumps that seem to be all over the tree, like about the size of a grapefruit, um, here and there on the tree, um, the bark it's almost as if there was a swelling of the wood underneath and the bark has been pushed back. Um, they look like sores almost. Uh, in fact, there's, there's one lady standing over next to the tree and she's kind of reaching up and, and feeling this, this big lump on the tree. Uh, Ma'am, I would advise you not do that at the current time. Uh, do you guys think this might be Scolitis multistriatus? Uh, that's the European elm dark beetle. Can we make a uh, botany roll? Um, yes. Go ahead. Seventeen out of seventy. Very good. I succeed, but it doesn't matter. He did way better. <laughs> well, when you so you're going forward and you're looking at these these lumps on the tree, and without doing like a cross-section or a, you know, a, a bisection of them, they almost look, they have the look of kind of like galls, if you know what that is. Um, a wasp will sting a tree and it will have a swelling and the swelling is a reaction of the tree to the injury, but the, the wasp is actually laid a little 
caterpillar inside of the, the gall, which is now growing. Um, except that th these look like the tree has reacted in some way to a wound, but this doesn't happen overnight. This just takes a whole season to grow something like this. How long ago was the first symptoms noticed by the town? Well, you'll have to ask. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the, the policeman. What's the else? Um, he says, oh, I, I'm not exactly sure, but it, it certainly wasn't like this uh, last week. So it's in the last week. And about that time, you notice a man coming up uh, dressed in a suit. And uh, he comes up and uh, the sheriff, the sheriff sort of looks at you and he says, oh, here's the mayor. And uh, the mayor walks up to you and he's uh, it's like uh, Clayton Merrick takes your hands. He says, so what do you think is wrong with our beloved central tree? Perhaps we could uh, go somewhere and, and have a chat. I certainly wouldn't want to upset any of the people here. Well, we can make whatever. We don't have much here, but we can make what we have available to you. The high school is right here. Or the junior high school is right here. They have a, I guess you'd say a rudimentary science uh, classroom. Um, their equipment's not very good, but I see you brought some equipment of your own. You're welcome yeah, you, to use that. If you could just set us up with a small private space that we have access to that's close to here. And also, if you can maybe keep your um, town folk away from the tree for now, I don't want them doing any more damage than it's already done to the tree. Well, Sheriff, you know, make uh, see if you can get them to, you know, form a perimeter, at least get away from it or go home. I don't know why all these people are out here anyway. And we'd probably be happy to hold a uh, community gathering at a later point to discuss everything that's going on so they're aware. Uh, that would probably be a good idea. Um, folks, and he, he sort of pipes up, folks, uh, we've got some experts here uh, to, to take a look at the tree and make sure everything is okay. So, you know, go back about your business. Go on home. You know, there's nothing, nothing really important here. Uh, we'll set you up over here at the, the junior high school. You can just walk here across the field. Um, in fact, he sort of starts to walk you that way if you want to go. He'll, you know, get your equipment and uh, we can set you up there. Um, you know, uh, call Bernice and have her uh, unlock the classroom for us. And, and as you're walking, he's like, you know, he, he says, so, you know, do you have any idea just at the first glance what it might be that's wrong? If it's okay, I might hang back a little bit. I just want to kind of observe any of the people who are in the area as they dismiss and such. Okay. Uh, I just explained to him that there seems to be, you know, those um, like blister-like things on the tree, but mm -hmm. normally they develop over a season. You know, it's too early to tell. We need to run some tests. Um, do you know when this tree was planted? Do you know like the actual age of the tree? Oh, we don't know for sure, but uh, legend has it it's at least 200 years old. And those, 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 uh, those sores that are on the tree, that wasn't there like three days ago. That wasn't there. Good so it's, it's within the last 48 to uh, yeah. maybe a week old at the most. As soon as, as soon as somebody pointed it out to me, I immediately called uh, the university. We don't want this tree dying on us. 
That's uh, that's awful quick for any symptoms to be showing up in a tree. Is it? Like Hudson said, it would take at least a season for it to show any sign. Well, hopefully it's not something that it's had all this time and it's just now showing symptoms. Lionel, Lionel, do a spot hidden for me. Sure, one second. Um, I got a 30 out of 36. Okay. Um... You do notice something odd. Um, For the most part, the crowd disperses. Um, But about 10 people, um, they seem to, uh, they seem to be exhibiting an odd behavior. They, they'll look at the tree and then they'll look around the ground um, like they're almost trying to find something and then they'll look back at the tree and they'll wander a little bit and they'll start looking at the ground again and then they'll they'll go back to look at the tree and they don't really seem to want to leave. So this is very disturbing. Uh, to my character, he does not like this strange behavior whatsoever. Um, and he's going to speak up to uh, one of the ladies who might be there. Okay, you you look over and there's a there's a woman. She's dressed she's dressed like she should be like running the grocery store or something. You Excuse know. me, miss. Yeah. Can I help you find something? Oh no, no, no. Says so something's wrong with the tree though. Yeah, can you tell me more about what you've experienced there? No, nothing to the tree. There's something wrong with the tree. It's, it's distressing. It's our it's our favorite tree. I I see. Well, I would like you to rest easy that the mayor and the people of Miskatonic University are looking into this. So sure, sure. if I could have you guys all go home, we'll be happy to have a community gathering uh, soon to discuss what's happening with the tree. All could right. You all have right. yourself and the rest, please go. What was your name? Uh, Margaret. Margaret. Margaret Rundle. Margaret and. I'm not going to ask Tom to tell me everybody's name, but I'm going to try to get a list of the names of the people who are there uh, as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Come on, right off, the, right off the bat. <laughs> George and John and Mike and, and Thomas and. Um, so I, I just gather the names. Um, Auto generate ten NPCs. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> so you've you've told her this, and then what do you do? You I see your friends. Are, your friends are now about halfway across. That's the fine. I, they're competent. They'll be fine. Okay. Uh, I'm more concerned about the mayor and their grasp. So um, <laughs> I'm going to stro- I'm going to stand there very strongly uh, and authoritatively and insist that they go. Well, you notice her, and she she kind of says to the others, she says he wants us to leave, and they're all like, okay, okay, yeah, and they sort of start to walk away, and. As they're walking away, I mean, it looks like they're they're fully intending on leaving, and they sort of get you know maybe a hundred feet away. They're getting ready to cross the road and go back in, and one of them will look down at the ground like this, and become completely distracted again and start to wander back. I'm gonna kind of herd them, like kind of follow behind them like cats. Okay. And well, when you do that, when you do that, they 
they they tend to wander home. Okay. They, they tend to wander away. I'll be back. <laughs> Go ahead with them now. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So he brings you to the classroom, and you can see that uh, that Lionel is kind of hung behind. Um, but uh, you just go past a fence and down a little hallway, and he op- he, there's a woman there, and she's opening up the classroom. And it's a standard classroom. There's lab tables, little lab tables, you know, for designed for maybe two people uh, each um, with a little, you know, gas Bunsen burner uh, things on them. And, but other than that, the room is neat and clean. There's specimens, and there's the same stuff that you'd expect in a, in a junior high school science class. So what do you do? Well, I'll relate to the rest of the group what I had seen on the tree and um, that, you know, just something that doesn't happen overnight and then see what their thoughts are and how we should proceed. Is the mayor still with us? Yeah, the mayor is with you and the sheriff is also with you. Okay. I'm just trying to think if we want to have that conversation around them or with, with just kind of privately as a group or if there's anything else we need from those guys. Well, uh, why don't you do a psychology role for me? Okay. That's a 63. That is not going to do it. Okay. Um, they just seem to be there. Oh, well, the mayor is, the mayor is a mayor. So he's, he's got a political agenda. He's, he's, you know, we don't want anything to happen to the tree. So, you know, if you can, I, please as soon as possible so I can reassure everyone, you know, nothing could be worse than the tree dying while I'm mayor and I didn't do anything about it. So that's why I called you. I'll, uh, I'll, I guess I'll just kind of ask him sort of at a high level and say, you know, my, my colleague Hudson referenced, um, you know, some of the potential things that could be afflicting the tree. Have you noticed anything unusual changes in the weather patterns or, um, you know, a, a heavy infestation of any kind in, in other parts of the city? Rained a few days ago. It snowed, uh, snowed maybe two weeks ago. And, you know, some of that's still lingering in the, in the shadows. And Anything um, specific stand out to you on the day that you first noticed um, these sores appearing? No. In fact, I didn't notice it. Obviously it was uh it was uh, Clark Johnson from uh, from town. Uh, he just noticed it uh, because he he tends to go into the uh, the grocery store down the street, uh, so he walks right by here. Is uh, is Clark's home or or office where he works uh, close? Is it local? Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, you can see it from here. That pink house over there. Very good. This may sound like a, a strange question, but has there been any other um, events of note in the town? Anything unusual happen? Maybe, you know, even unrelated to anything having to do with Well, it's that? spring break. Um, we just don't have a very large population. So people get ready for their planting and everything else. Uh, some people have plowed their fields. Some people haven't yet, but that's coming. You know, the ground's still a little hard. Nothing newsworthy? No, Strawberry Festival is in uh, uh, next month. Uh, no, nothing going on right now. Kind of a boring little town, just the way I like it. I'm sure. This is the most exciting thing that's happened to us in, in five years. 
does Clark Johnson have a farm? Mm. No? No. He runs a little, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, a diner. The only one in town. It's a little, little place over there. We all call it, uh, he calls it the ranch house. We all call it the roach house. <laughs> so there has been an infestation. Uh, no. No, we ain't ever seen the roaches, but we, we tease him about it. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, for our, so our, our game plan, why don't we go ahead and uh, kind of set up our gear in the, uh, the science classroom where they might have some, like you said, rudimentary equipment, and then we can take our field kits back to the tree and start collecting samples. He also says, he says, now there's no phone right here. He says, but um, there's one down at the end of the school on the other side, down the hallway. So if you need to call me and he gives you a card with his number on it and he says, and here, you know, write to share, he writes the sheriff's name and number on here too. So if you need anything, you call us, if you need any supplies, you know, we can, uh, we can take care of you. We'll, 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 you know, however busy you are, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll bring you some food and stuff like that. Okay. You like Coke? Yeah, thank we'll you some, very much. Bring you some Coca-Cola. All right. With that, he leaves, and the sheriff, uh, the sheriff is standing there for a few few minutes. And as you see the the, the mayor going, you see somebody uh, come up to the mayor. Uh, looks like a farmer. He's in overalls. Um, looks a little dust, dusty, you know, this is farmer. Um, and he says something to the, the mayor as they pass and the mayor points to the classroom and, uh, uh, this guy comes over, uh, comes up to the classroom and he says to the, the, he says something to the sheriff and all you can really hear is you hear the sheriff say, well, yeah, these guys are from the university. Um, maybe they can. And he says, uh, sorry, gentlemen. Um, this here is, uh, is uh, Farmer Patrick O'Neill. Good afternoon. Uh, he's, he's from one of the local farms, one of the farms just, uh, just south of here. Um, he says... Now I don't want to. I don't want to take you away from what you're working on, but he says that there's something really strange on his farm. Some of his cows are dead, and he doesn't know what killed them. How terrible! Oh, that's that's definitely no good. I'm sorry to hear. And and O'Neill says, "Well, he says I don't think it's an animal, but they're in an awful state." I mean, while we're here, we might as well take at least take a look at it. Yes, yeah, so at least at least take a look. Well, maybe we can divide up as as we're getting into the day. Maybe uh, Hudson and Lionel can start with samples of the the tree, and the uh, the biologist can go check out the cows. I believe uh, Marcus and I both have a bit of a back background in both uh, medicine and zoology, so maybe it's worthwhile for us to go examine them. Yes, I agree. We, we should we should take a look at the cows, see what's ailing them. Okay. Oh well, they're dead. Well, what uh, ailed them then? The, fi the final ailment. 
Mr. Mr. O'Neill, if uh, if you don't mind me asking, about when did you notice the were the cows acting strangely, or did you just find them this way? Found them that way about an hour ago. Okay, and they were completely fine as of twenty four hours ago. Oh yeah. Well, that is uh, that is indeed strange. So, and you said there were no signs of violence on the animals; they weren't attacked by anything. I said that I don't think an animal did it. It looks like the damn things exploded. Gotcha. Well, we'll certainly go take a look. So, um, three of you go with the sheriff and the farmer, and the other two will stay here with the tree. All right, so let's do the tree first. So as you're exiting, you see me kind of standing up and brushing myself off. Tom, while they were in there and everybody had kind of left and I was in my private space, I put my ear against the ground just to listen to see if I could hear any critters or vermin doing anything under there. Go ahead, go ahead and do a listen roll. Okay. I'm going to make this. I'm going to get like an extreme success, and then you're going to be like, you hear Earth. <laughs> you hear no, I failed. I failed my listen. I definitely hear. <laughs> you hear the train <laughs> coming. <laughs> no, you don't hear anything. Um, no, but it's a valid point. I mean, you might put your ear up against a tree, too, to hear if you can hear the screechy scratching. Of yeah, I probably would. Yeah, you don't hear anything. Okay. <clears throat> Get it? I probably would. So you're still at the tree? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm at the tree with them also. Okay, so Hudson, you've gone back to the tree. Okay, you see, uh, you see Lionel there looking at the tree, looking at the ground, looking at trying to figure something out. So, but, but none of you have really done anything examining wise. So go ahead. What do you do? Uh, Lionel, have you seen, did you notice anything yet? Yeah. So there appeared to be a group of very strange individuals that were hovering around the tree. They seem to be looking for something, although I don't note anything uh, that would be worthy of noticing in this area. Um, but they wouldn't leave, and they were very reluctant. It seemed like they'd get distracted and have to return back again. Uh -huh. I was able to get them to go. I got their their names in case anybody wants to question them. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very peculiar, their behavior, and it, I thought it best for peculiar people to not be here right now. Um, I'm curious, though, is there a stream nearby, or is this an aquifer that's going under here? Um, there's nothing nearby. So it must be something oh, underground. There's, there's probably a crick um, on the other side of town. That's very strange. So it must be something underground with water. I'd like to, uh, one thing I'm curious about is to maybe take a sample of, puncture one of the, uh, the blisters and see what comes out. If it's a sap or some type of uh, blood. Yeah. Okay. I thought, Kurt, that you went with the biologists. So did, did we already do that? I yeah, you guys, are, you guys are on your way to the farm. Already gone. Okay, cool. <clears throat> what do you think, Hudson? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was one. I was actually what Dunbar had said, but um, yeah, I wanted to see, take a sample of what, whatever's under this blister. But if it's a fungus or it's an infection, let's just be careful. We don't want to yeah, spread it to sure. everything in town. The worst thing that could happen is that these elms get a disease that kill them all off. Right. I don't want to infect any other, who knows what it could be, but I don't want to affect anything, other plant life in the area. So let's just be careful to contain 
Don't, is, there don't a, there. is there a hardware store nearby? Sure. Know? What do you I'm, What do you need? I'm thinking about running over to the hardware store and just grabbing an auger of some sort to try to see if there's water here that we could tap into. And what do you need the water for? I want to sample it. Just you mean in the ground? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have an auger deep enough to mm. to get to the water. Well, let's. I'll take- I'll take some samples of grass and the other things in the area while he samples the tree and stuff. Okay. I'll get my specimen jars and um, try and maybe cover it with a handkerchief when I bust it. That way, a white, plain white handkerchief to see. That way, I don't want to release any spores. Okay. Um, the nature of the wounds, the, 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 the uh, bulbs on the tree, they're very hard. Like... Um, I guess the best way you could really describe them is they look like blisters on the tree. Um, But the wood on them is hard. It's hard like the rest of the tree. Um, You could assess maybe there's something inside of it that's blistering out the tree. Um, However, do a spot hidden for me. Oh, six. Ooh, nice. When you examine multiple blisters, there's something kind of common. All of them look like the tree was damaged, and the, and the tree is trying to fix the damage. Um, now, if you chop off a limb of a tree, uh, the, the, the tree will actually try to grow over the wound. It takes it years and years to do it. In this case, it looks like something damaged the tree and now the tree is trying to grow over the damage to close it and that's causing the blister but this has happened almost overnight i mean within two days i'll call lionel over and show him exactly what i found maybe i can get his opinion on it it's quite peculiar it's as though there's some sort of advanced rejuvenative property to this i don't quite understand what's happening here It'll be interesting to see what the lab work presents when we get this under a microscope. Now I'm wondering if we should just run some lab work first or should we cut into it to see if there's some sort of infection or something under it or just wait and see what the uh, what we discover first? Well, I defer to you. You've typically been a little bit more inclined to the the sampling side of things, although I am interested in it. If you think it's wise to cut in now, that's fine. I would probably advocate for testing what we have first to, so that we know what we're getting into. That's exactly what I'm thinking, but I just figured I would uh, confer. All right, so let's do some sampling, and then we'll uh, wait for the rest of the group to get back. And, I want you uh, both to do another spot hidden roll. 62. You too, Tim. Tim, are you stuck? Tim is stuck. Um, Hudson, was that a was that a pass? Uh, no, I I missed it by two points. Okay. Um, we'll see what Lionel says when he gets back. <laughs> he's lost in space and time. Now he's just staring at the tree. Delayed <laughs> return. Um. All right. That, we'll just do the other three, and we'll come back to you in a second. Okay. So the other three. You travel uh, not too far, maybe a mile down the road, and you come to the uh, 
the O'Neill farm. You park your car. Uh, Farmer O'Neill parks his truck. The sheriff and he both get out. And uh, the farmer says, you know, it, it's just a typical farm. Um, but he's got, he's got fields and he's got cattle. Uh, not too many head, though. So he, he takes you around the, 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 the stockyard and you're heading out. And he says, come on out here in the field. And uh, when you get out there, you notice a smell. And it's, it's kind of rotten, but it's not an animal rotten. It's like rotten vegetables. It's a very strange smell, uh, very unpleasant. Um, but as you get out there, you can see that there are dead cows lying on the ground, uh, eight of them in all. And it looks like from about here on their chest, down to their stomachs, um, they have burst open. It's almost like they popped, and their their guts and intestines are on the ground. There's flies. Um, there's really bad smell. Um, How long have these cows been dead for? Uh, just since yesterday, or since today. Are these all the animals that you have on your property? Or is this the entirety of your herd? He says, well, no, as soon as I saw these, I got the rest of my herd corralled up over there. Okay, good, so it was good just, idea. just these ones in this area. <clears throat> was there any signs that the cows were sick or, or acting strangely? None at all. This uh, morning, really early, I, uh, I let them out into the field. And uh, a little while later, I came out here, and this is what I found. Has it been particularly hot uh, the, since yesterday? No, it's it's April. It's freaking cold. I'll look uh, at uh, Marcus and Dunbar and, and kind of casually ask them. You don't know of any predator animal that that uh, attacks prey in this manner, do you? Predators out here. We're in the middle of Massachusetts. You're not going to find much. Maybe straight. Maybe you know. Maybe some wild dogs or something that have gotten out of there. But but. Not like this, not eight cows, not not a cow. I mean, maybe a sheep or something, but but not a cow. And certainly nothing that would make them explode. And, and they um, don't, and the, well, I mean, I suppose we'll go up and investigate in a second, so I'll hold my question. Okay. Any changes to their diet? You're feeding them anything? Different? No, no, no. We, uh. We're, right now, this time of year, we're feeding them mostly hay and alfalfa, and we mix the alfalfa so they don't get uh, uh, nitrogen poisoning. That's good. Um, but they've not been dead long enough to have a gastric discharge that will cause them to explode like that. Normally, it takes a few days, and of course, hot weather would accelerate the process, but... Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten above 60 yeah, it, sh it, sh it should be like a few days before they pop, for lack of a better word. Bloat, yeah. Well, I will go ahead and uh, toss on a pair of gloves and, and go investigate the uh, the wounds. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's take some samples to take back to the microscope. Or we can, if we have our field glass here, we can maybe check it out here. 
You yeah. definitely need to get samples of the blood and uh, perhaps uh, bits of internal organs. Well, so the, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the the first thing I would investigate for would be any sort of tooth or claw marks, just to confirm that the animals were indeed not attacked. Um, they don't look like they've been shredded or cut or thrashed or anything of that nature. Um, you don't notice any kind of claw or, or, or it's not that it doesn't look like that kind of tearing. It literally looks like they blew up from the inside. Okay. They're almost like, you know, so I'll say, I'll say to Marcus, you know, Marcus, (laughs) this does appear to be more consistent with your theory about, uh, potential internal, internal suffering rather than some sort of external predator. Well, what I would like to do is take a look at the gastrointestinal uh, tract and see what they've been eating within the last uh, 48 hours. Cows tend to have a very slow digestive system. They have to put it through multiple stomachs. So should be um, some evidence. Do, if... a, do a spot hidden for me, Marcus. Okay. 30 out of 70. So that's... Uh, Good success. Okay. One thing you notice is um, it seems to be the first and or second stomach that have exploded. The, the intestines don't seem to be a- affected at all. Um, but the force of the explosion uh, looks like it literally blasted out the ribs. and burst the cow open. Well, that means just the start of the digestion. So they did eat recently. I am going to uh, see if there's any samples I can pick up from the inside, get them in a specimen jar, and then do some testing when we get back to the school. Okay. Well, if you share that with us, I'll ask. This will sound crazy, but... um, you know, if there's no signs of attack, then, you know, the logical answer would be disease. But based on what you're telling us about the stomach burst patterns, could some, could they have eaten something alive, something like a small animal or a large insect that actually clawed its way out from the inside? It's entirely possible. It's parasitic infection, possibly. Who knows? This is certainly one of the most violent wounds I've ever seen on an animal. Very. And since uh, exterior damage is out of the question with what you saw, uh, Leafson, then uh, we are stuck with internal. So the closest thing I can come up with is uh, anything internal, anything they've possibly eaten within a couple of days, uh, possibly maybe something in the soil. We might want to bring some of the soil samples back for the botanists. It's a wonderful recommendation, as the farmer had mentioned. Uh, clearly, only the animals in this area were affected, so perhaps there is some sort of environmental trigger. Um, Josh, uh, um, Eric, do a, a spot hidden for me. I assume you're all three of you are examining the, the cat. Does, does anyone have a camera? Yeah. Uh, what was that? At this day and age, no. <laughs> Just, <laughs> with Maybe my rating, I'll, <laughs> I'll take a sketch. Um, did you pass, Eric? Uh, I got a 56 out of 50, but if I, you'd be willing to let me do it, I'm happy to burn some luck points to get it. Sure. Okay. Do that. 
you notice since since there's plenty of cows to go around, so to speak, you're looking at your own cow. There seems to be some sort of an odd residue um, dripping out of the uh, the cow's stomach. Something that looks weird. What uh, what what color or consistency is it? It's got an odd color to it. It's almost purple. Grayish purple. I will uh, take out a, a specimen or sample kit and, and try and just collect some of the liquid in a vial. Okay. Yeah, it's fairly easy to do. Okay. You've never seen anything that looks like this before. And you definitely have never seen bodily juices that look like this. Okay. And I'll uh, I'll call Marcus and, and Dunbar over and just, you know, say, gentlemen, I... I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with a liquid of this type. Certainly not internal to an animal. It's got almost a violet hue to it. Something of that color. I'm not entirely sure. We're gonna have to do some chemical tests on that. Is it? Is it a uh, viscous? Yes. If if you were to make if you were to hazard a guess, you'd almost think that the animal was eating blueberries. Lots of them to dye the, the, the color this like this. There ain't no blueberries anywhere around here. Nowhere around? No. And the stuff smells. It's got that rotten vegetable smell. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of lean over the vial, and I, I think in science you're supposed to waft, right? So I will waft some of the scent my way and go, well, this certainly, uh, this certainly explains some of this horrid odor around us. It, it's very putrid smelling. Maybe they were poisoned. I wonder if uh, the farmer has any enemies. All right. And on that note, we'll leave it with you and go back to these two. Hey, um, sorry about my computer. <laughs> you, you didn't miss anything. We, we just immediately jumped to the others. All right. I did make the spot hidden check. Surprise, surprise. You did. Okay. So as you and Hudson are standing under the tree, um, Lionel, uh, I, I did that because we don't have a smell hidden, but you suddenly smell this awful uh, rotten vegetable sort of smell. <clears throat> like like, like an old Hudson? garbage can or something. And Hudson, I does, outside, can he smell it? Hudson doesn't smell it, but the wind's not really blowing. You okay there, Lionel? Oh, it smells so awful. It smells like the compost heap. When, when Hudson, if you come near him, you can smell it. There is a smell. Ooh, I just caught it. Not oh, good. and you wanted to cut into this tree? Whew. Um, is it, where is it coming from? Well, it, it just seems to be around the tree. You, uh, uh, you don't know exactly where it's coming from. Probably those weird villagers. I'll walk back a little bit and then come back in. Is it stronger near the tree or... Yeah. Uh, there is a light breeze blowing. Um, which way do you walk from the tree? Do you walk so that the, the wind is blowing towards you from the tree or away from you from the tree? Or I was just walking a few feet away, but I mean... Well, if, I, if, when you, 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 you notice that if you walk downwind from the tree, yes, you can smell it. If you walk upwind from the tree, you don't smell anything at all. And I have woodland survival of 60, so maybe I would be able to... You survive your walk. It's definitely coming from the vicinity of the tree. 
Okay. It's not like, you know, coming in from the hills or... Mm -mm. Perhaps we should take a bit of a biopsy of the tree as well, like you had suggested that, earlier. That's like what I'm a, thinking now, too. Tip of a branch or something. Okay. Let's, let's take a, uh, a bark sample, a foliage sample, and maybe we'll actually crack into one of these blisters. I think we might have to do it. But um, now I'm going to clip off the end of one of the branches as well, just to take a look at the cross section. Okay. Do you clip off one of the, the dry branches or one of the, the, the green branches? I'm definitely because the, I, I feel like the brown branches are not getting the, the cycling of the system, so I'm going to cut a little bit of the green branch. Okay. All right, you take that sample. What else? I'm going to go over to one of the blisters, but I'm going to put my uh, kerchief up, my handkerchief around my face, uh, and then get the sample bottle with a, a, my knife and just kind of, you know, I don't want to damage the tree, but I just I need to know what's underneath there, if okay. this putrid smells coming out of it. Well, as I say, the, 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 the tree, the, the, the blisters are somewhat hard. Once you sort of get through the outer shell of them, uh, the wood underneath has turned kind of spongy, um, which would be kind of consistent with a gall, you know. Um, so once you get past that outer thing, you can take a almost like a wedge cut out of one of the things. And go ahead and do a spot hidden for me on that one. 33. Pass. Okay. Um, you notice that there does seem to be some sort of purplish um, liquid. It, it's, it's not a lot of it, but it's, it's like coloring the sap that's in this, this blister. I want to take a secondary um, vial and get some of that um, liquid or purplish uh, sap and put it in and, and close it up and then replace a bit of bark that I took off of the tree. Okay. Pack it back in. Um, and you also notice that this, this is the stuff that smells. I tossed the vial over to Lionel to see what... Uh, hey, take a look uh, at this. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> catch. <laughs> I kind of fumble a little bit and then catch it. <laughs> well, I don't mean from the top of the tree. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> take a look at this. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take a look at it. And um, my entire expression is just going to be interesting. And then I'm going to like kind of blindly and say, uh, as I, I'm going to blindly walk towards the school again, and I'm just going to say, this is why I like you, Hudson, and just keep walking. Um, when you turn and you start walking towards the school, you notice, once again, a few people have oh, returned on the periphery over here. They're out in the field looking towards the tree and... Uh, Occasionally looking at the ground and looking oh, back at the Hudson, it's these people again. Hmm. They're, they they're ways away. away from you. but And they're not coming closer, but... It's are very they, peculiar. These are the same people that you had to shoo away from here? Are, I, can I tell? Yeah, pretty much. They're still dressed in the same clothes. They yeah, that's Margaret and the gang. Hmm. Well, um... I don't know if the mayor's so concerned about getting reelected. Maybe we could have him tell the people if they're hanging around the tree too much, they might be able to bring whatever is destroying that back to their property. Maybe we could scare them off for a little while and then just tell them 
there's nothing to worry about when we figure it out. But just a little bit of damage control for now to scare the people away. I mean, it could be, but there could be something more nefarious happening here. Like, perhaps they're causing the damage to this tree directly, and perhaps they don't have interest. They don't seem to be doing anything, except... Yeah, that's, how, that's how they all are, those weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> In part, they just look curious, but they seem to be displaying similar behaviors amongst them. All right, let's jump back to the other ones. Yeah. All right, you guys are you guys were looking to see if there's some sort of environmental cause of of what's going on with the cows. Go ahead and do a spot hidden all three of you. 70. Good. Mm-hmm. I, I got a 44 out of 70. Okay. You look over as you, as you're working on this looking at the cows, you notice about 30 feet away uh, in this the field. Now, this is a field that hasn't been plowed. There's basically, you know, um, ankle-high brown weeds going in all directions. Um, you notice a place where the field looks like um, it's maybe been scorched by something. Um, you didn't really notice it before because the ground is kind of, you know, brown. and But there definitely looks like a place over there that something happened. The the ones who noticed who who passed. Uh, where did... See the field over there? Yeah, I, I'm seeing it. Did lightning strike or something? Did he burn the field? Did we burn brush over there? Well, it looks fairly local and not very big. I'd say the grass is probably about knee high, you know, the weeds and stuff. Is it, and when you say scorched, is it, is it burned or is it just brown compared to that? It's darker colored. There's, there's little light snow on things, so it's kind of hard to tell from this distance. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a look, guys. Yeah, let's take a look, see what the soil has to say. Uh, the farmer tells you now that he's got work to do. So, if you find something out, if you figure something out, you know, tell him. Are you gonna you're gonna need to burn these cows? Uh, all right. It would just be in your best interest to make sure that the infection doesn't go to any any other your that, other cows. That sounds like a great idea. If your dogs come eating on them, yeah, we'll keep the dogs away. All right. So, what are you guys going to do? We're going to um, take a walk over by the scorch and just get a closer look. Okay. Take a peek. Um, as you get over to this area, uh, it's, it's, not, it's an irregular sort of shape. Um, it definitely looks like uh, the grass was burned. Uh, maybe just a, a, a small brush fire. Um, there's a lot of white ash on the ground, not just snow and, um, just some areas that look like they got blasted with something. Um, you said, you said the pattern is irregular. The the, the shape of the burn area is kind of irregular. It looks like it wasn't much of a fire and it just more or less burned itself out quickly. 
Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, well, let's check the uh, center of the blast, I suppose. See what meteorite. It it's heavenly bodies coming to Earth happens. There's no crater. Hmm. Um. So as you're walking around, uh, I would like you all to do a luck roll. Woohoo! I love my high luck. But not today. Ninety-nine <laughs> out of eighty. That was a that was a nine. I'm feeling lucky. Apparently, I passed. Okay. Um, is the nine the best best roll? I got a three. Oh, Kurt. Okay. Nice. Um, so as you're walking around, uh, we'll get back to that in a second. I'd like you to do a uh, spot hidden roll. That is a fail. Um, the, the other two, too. Yep. Did anybody pass it? Uh, I didn't even need, know I need to roll. That was the ones that passed ah, the sorry. luck check. And 59. I missed it. 50 out of 70. Nice. Okay. Um, whoever got the, who got the best roll? Um, we'll just say Marcus, because that's the easy one. Uh, Marcus, you look over on the ground, and you notice something kind of in the bushes, uh, and it looks like this. Whoa. It's um, about, um, it's just about this big. I mean, it's, well, here, I, I gotta, just about, just about like this. Not much bigger than that. Eric or Dunbar, do either of you have any more gloves? I used mine on the cows. Just keep an extra pair on me and I'll hand it over. Uh, put on the gloves and gently reach out and carefully bring the what looks like a canister out uh it definitely has some sort of residue on the inside kind of a whitish powder um and you can smell gasoline hmm this smells like gasoline and uh we're definitely going to need to look at this residue well, that could certainly, uh, if there's an accelerant, that could certainly explain some of the scorch marks. Does this look like it could have fell off of an aircraft? Doesn't look like an aircraft part. It's made out of probably brass. It's been welded into shape. Um, it's got openings on, on the end. Um, is, is the residue consistent with what we just found inside the cows? No. Okay. No. Different. Yeah, that stuff was uh, purple. This stuff's white, but maybe under certain conditions it could turn purple. Um, maybe, maybe the farmer would know what it is. Maybe it came off of uh, a piece of machinery or something he built. Well, back to what you were suggesting earlier, Dunbar. If he has enemies, this could have been how they uh, planted all this. Point. Maybe there was poison in here that the if any of you is at all familiar with farm animals, um, this doesn't look like any piece of equipment that you've ever seen on a 
on a tractor or a combine or, or anything like that. Which is why I'm thinking somebody planted this. It also looks handmade. Another reason why I think somebody planted this. Like, like welded together, shaped and welded together. It also looks like it's exploded. It's torn up pretty badly. It also looks new. It doesn't look like it was laying there for any length of time. Well, I would suggest that uh, we take samples from this area as well and maybe do a comparison to, to what was bothering the cows and see if we can't draw some sort of correlation between the two. Could take a look around too and see if um, there's any more, maybe any other parts like this that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Agreed. Go ahead and do a spot hidden, guys. Spot the hidden. Apparently 95 out of 70. I totally failed. 95. Didn't find anything. Josh, anything? No, not for me. You look around, you don't see anything else in the, in the field. But Kurt, as you are walking along... You're kind of you've kind of left the uh, the burned area, and you're looking around in the surrounding area, and uh, you suddenly trip on something, Ugh. and uh, and fall. Go ahead and do a um, a dex roll. See if you get any damage. Yeah, I've passed. All right, so you fall, but you don't you don't hurt yourself, and as you look down at your feet. At first, at first you think that you must have tripped over a, a stone in the field, except that what you're looking at has an odd texture to it, and the closest thing that comes into your head is a starfish, only it's about uh, two feet across, and it's in the in the high grass, so you can't re you don't really notice it. But it's got a strange bumpy texture to it, and it looks very much like any kind of derm, like a starfish, laying there on the ground. And it's got purple goo on it, and it smells really bad. Is this is the grass I'm walking through? I tripped on it. Is it part of the scorch? No, it's just outside the scorch area. Okay. Um, maybe I can pick up a stick and, and, and I'll call the fellows over. Hey guys, come check this out. What I found. Well, there's no sticks in the field. No, but maybe I'll, I could just kind of, I don't want to damage it, but maybe try to just prod at it with my foot. See if it. Well, it's, it's extremely strange looking. It's got a purple gray color to it. It's very much starfish like, um, the top of the starfish, the center of the starfish is all torn up. Uh, it's definitely made out of, something is it, organic? it almost, yeah definitely it looks organic unless it's some really weird kind of mushroom but you've never seen anything like it the uh the uh the ends of the uh the starfish seem to end in little ball shaped things and uh it seems to be covered with a kind of i don't know cilia like like uh like little uh hairs but they're not hairs is it any part of it moving no no 
Have you ever seen anything like this? No, never. Is is the purple goo consistent with either what we found? Yeah, that's that's what was yeah. in the cows. Okay. It uh, it appears to be covered in the same material that we just discovered, uh, and it's very badly damaged. Badly damaged or not, we're definitely going to need to take it to the little lab that we made. Is it is it small enough that we could actually fit it in a jar? Or well, I guess I should just ask it's roughly how big. Two, it's about two feet across. Oh my god! It's okay. it's a big thing that he tripped over. Anybody got a sack? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get a, we'll have to get a bag, maybe like a grain bag or something like that from the farmer. Mystery. Yeah, get some sort of rucksack or something. Uh, I'd like y'all to do a sanity roll. Because your biology background, it's it's baffle. It's just completely baffled you. Just, it is a fail. I am 94. deeply disturbed. Ninety-four. I this, am. We all thinks, the nineties. This thing's freaking me out. Um. Uh. If you passed one d three. If you failed, uh, we'll say one d three plus. Two. Okay, here we go. I took four damage. Okay. Why did I not grab my Warhammer bag? We've had a lot of D6s to grab. I take three. Oh, God. <laughs> I took five. Okay. Um, Marcus. Um, uh, rather, uh, Dunbar and, and Eric, uh, you're both are quite shaken because the longer you look at this thing, the more you realize this is not some fucking starfish out in the middle of Massachusetts. It's just not possible. And the more you think about it, the more it, it really irritates you. Marcus, uh, you have OCD. Um, uh, you begin like pacing back and forth again, uh, and and your your brain is just reeling, and you just start backing away. Uh, just you're probably at this point thinking maybe I could get in the car and just head on back home. And uh, what the hell is it? You, you so this this has no organ. This is this is not the way things are supposed to. This is not how. It, this is not how it congeals. I don't. I don't get. I can't. Can I get in the truck? Pull, pull, pull yourself together, man. No, yeah, no, yes, no, it, no. Yes, it's, yes, it's weird. But think about, think about the paper we're going to write from this. It, 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 screw the paper. I, 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 you can have the extra credit this time. I'm. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, this is no. a. This is a. This mystery is turning into a, a real discovery. Dunbar, why don't you do a psychology roll, and if you succeed, you actually can. You can get Marcus to uh, not run away. <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm going to the car. I hope you guys have the key. Otherwise, I'm driving home. Well, who, who was driving? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lionel's car. <laughs> of course, the next best thing, Marcus, would be to go back to the classroom. Even better. Where you can stare at all the specimens. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll the stuff kinda, that makes sense. The stuff I'm, that has four chambered hearts. 
I'll kind of, I'm, I'm, I think I'm much larger than Marcus. So I'll kind of walk over and just kind of, kind of grab him and, and just kind of yeah, pat on. him on the back and hold on to him and be like, it's, it's going to be okay. It's freaking Start, me out too, but we'll starts be all right. away, just grabs me, lifts me, <laughs> goes, nope, you're over here. <laughs> well, Hudson, why don't you take Marcus back to the car and, and help him calm down? I'll, I'll go see if I can find a, a sack big enough to, to put this thing in. And then we can, we can take it all back to the classroom. You, you focus on the sack. We'll head, we'll head back. All right. So we'll leave it with you guys there and we'll jump back to the other two. All right. You guys are, uh, you guys, you said you, you headed over mm-hmm. to the classroom. Yeah. Correct. With your samples. All right. So do your uh, botany rolls. Hey, we got that. 37 out of 70. And Tim? 47 out of 65. Okay. So you both start looking. Now, one of you has a rather nice microscope that you brought with you, and the other one has the one from the the classroom, which is okay. But uh, it's got the little mirror on the bottom of it, so you have to get a light source. And Yeah, I have the classroom one, clearly. I'll let Hudson have it because he's always been a better student than I have. But... Uh, <laughs> the first thing you notice is that the tissue from the tree – uh, is showing rather rapid growth. The cells are dividing uh, rather quickly. <clears throat> um, but there's something wrong with the cells. The cells seem to have something going on inside them uh, that's purple. There's some of this purple substance is inside them, and it's, it's causing them to mutate and grow very quickly. Now, is there any other tests I can run to determine what this is? Um, chemical analysis. Uh, it's it's a bizarre, it's some sort of bizarre compound. You've never I, seen anything like it before. I do have a significant amount of chemistry. I have uh, uh, high level, well, relatively high level chemistry. Well, go ahead. Roll chemistry if you want to. Nope, I failed. Yeah, it it defies. You've never seen a chemical compound do anything like this. Um, you also notice that it's not. It's not completely repairing. The cells are growing so fast; they're actually killing each other. They're, they're growing too, so fast that they're uh, they're ripping themselves apart. Oh wow! Some of them. Well, I'll explain what I see to Lionel, and then I. Would like to get confer with the other the other scientists to show them that some of them might have more biology or chemistry also to take a look because this is something I've never read about or seen firsthand. The the amount of uh, meiosis that's occurring seems almost uh, synonymous with some sort of a uh, I don't know some form of cancer of some sort. But it's. Uh, also healing so if this can be harnessed we might rewrite the history books here if we can put a handle on this it's like you just lit a batch under him he's like it it is this is fantastic we need to get the biologists in here right away we need to tell president coolidge about this 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 could be revolutionary we need to not tell professor right away we need to get this written and submitted before professor gets his hands on this because he'll take it for himself 
this is it. This is our this is our breakthrough. Where are the biologists? Um, about that time, the biologists show up. Speak of the devils. And uh, 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 Eric and um, Marcus show up first, and Marcus seems very agitated uh, when he walks right. in the classroom. Doug, Dunbar is still not there. This not this is not right. This not not right at all. Not. It doesn't have any order. It doesn't have any. It's it's non-Euclidean. It's a it's completely completely fucked. We're completely fucked. That's all it is. Oh, you okay there, Marcus? No, I'm totally not. I'm I'm really 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 not. I have a huge headache, and I'm trying to figure out what this starfish thing is. And snap out of it, man! I slap him across the face. I'll kind of, I'll kind of guide him to guide him. Well, it's to not it. He's not mean to be fun. It's just like a hysteria. Like, whoa, we are on a breakthrough. This is huge. The president is going to have us to the White House. Talk to Hudson. You, the president's going to have us executed. You guys have to take a look at this. Look into this microscope. This is this is um, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking to say the least. Stunning. It's Hudson's discovery. As long as it's not the damn starfish. Well, take a look. Look at the way the rapid regrowth of these cells. They're just, I mean, it's, they're reproducing so fast, they're actually destroying themselves. If we could harness this, we could, we could cure, we could heal wounds. We could, I, 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 you know, I'm speechless. Where did you get this material? This was inside the tree. Look at, look at this purple color. I've never seen anything... I'm not looking anymore. Purple stuff. Purple stuff came from the starfish. Oh, Marcus. What starfish? What are you talking about? We actually will tell you. We actually found a very similar substance uh, out uh, when we investigated the cows. Uh, Where's Dunbar? Where's Dunbar? Walking in with a big sack on his shoulder. Oh God! What's that, Dunbar? That's a starfish. Easy. Is this, is this a whole source of this amazing material? Get it out here. Put it on the table. Well, I, I I wouldn't be so excited about it just yet. Um, your your cells may be healing the tree. Ours caused the cows to explode. But they're also so. destroying. It's it's like a weird relationship between them. They're lysing and then recompiling. It's the most fascinating thing you've ever seen. The cell walls are breaking and then reforming. Prepare yourselves, gentlemen, and I'll I'll kind of put the the bag down and just careful, very carefully try to pull the sides of the bag down. To- no. No, no. I'm going to the opposite side of the room. No, Marcus, could you no. could you go outside and make sure that those weirdos aren't by the tree anymore? Good idea. Yeah. Uh, as long as I'm not anywhere near that damn starfish, I'm fine. As you can see, Marcus was very shaken up by what's in this bag. Um, about that time, uh, Marcus, you can see out the windows that there are now a couple of people uh, walking around the tree. Um, the uh, the sheriff comes in, and he says, "Gentlemen, he says, uh, uh, how how's everything going?" It's going. Well, we think we might have found the lead into what might be happening. Oh, fantastic! Um, We're uh, not at liberty to discuss it yet, though. We're currently looking into it. Well, um, would you mind joining me uh, across the street at the sheriff's office? Actually, we're really enmeshed in our microscopes right well, now. You know, you can't you, you, just just you know indulge me for a few minutes. I'll go um, join him. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Hudson and I. Hudson, do you want to stay? Check this out with maybe Dunbar. Well, I'll, I'll have them. I'll have them bring you over some sandwiches then. But uh, uh, one of us should stay with the samples. Yeah, we should stay with the samples. Yeah, okay. you stay with the samples. I'll go with that way. I'll volunteer right. to go with Marcus and the officer and go see what's going on. So, uh, uh, Sheriff uh, Pinchant takes you across the street, and it's a it's a it's a nice little uh, you know sheriff's office. There's one jail cell. And uh, it's empty. And uh, you can see that what he's, he's had them do is, is set out like an array of sandwiches and Coke and stuff for you to eat. Uh, he says, you know, uh, he says, I don't know if you're planning on staying overnight. Uh, but if you need to, you know, there's a little, uh, there's a couple of rooms available over here at the inn. Uh, Let's uh, but that's, uh, that's very kind of you, Sheriff. But uh, did you bring us over here just to have a couple sandwiches, or well, I just else? you know wanted to kind of get an update. The mayor's been uh, driving me crazy. Oh, um, understand. Well, I thought, you know, you, you need you need your you need to to eat something, and you need to have you keep your health. Um, anything going on? Anything uh, that I should know about, or? Got some very this, evil starfish. Is this a, is this a health? Uh, a starfish? Well, yes, some sort of weird starfish thing that may have caused the couch to explode, and 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 they're 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 not they're not 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 good. You'll have to uh, you'll have to forgive uh, my colleague, and I'll hand him a sandwich and go. Oh, well, is this is this something that? Uh, that I need, you know, to warn the people about, or I mean, we don't want to cause a panic here. No, no, it's nothing like that. As yes. uh, as some of my colleagues had mentioned, uh, we're still very early in on our research and still trying to determine the nature of what's taking place. Uh, Marcus, mm -hmm. um, you're you're a little distressed that they just sort of dismissed you like that, and you've got OCD and you're nervous about things, and you look over on the table. And you notice a uh, newspaper uh, from a couple of days ago. And you figure, you know, maybe I'll just take a look at this and maybe I can focus on it and concentrate and, and then, then I can pull myself together. And uh, on the front page, it's the New York Times. Um, this is Massachusetts, but, you know, people read the New York Times because there ain't no newspaper out here. And uh, th this is right on the front of the newspaper. Meteor-like rocket startles Worcester. Clark Professor's test of new propellant to explore air strata brings police to scene. Worcester, Massachusetts, April 2nd, 1926. A rocket designed by Professor Robert H. Goddard of Clark University in his experiments to explore the upper air strata was sent through the air in an isolated part of Worcester this afternoon like a flaming meteor with a roar heard for two miles around. The noise was such that residents called police headquarters saying that an airplane was shooting along on fire. Two police ambulances scoured the area looking for victims and an airplane left Grafton Airport to aid the search. It was later learned that the experimental launch and the public 
has since been warned of possible future tests in the coming weeks. The experiments marked the climax of 17 years work by Professor Goddard to design a uh, projectile that can penetrate the upper air regions. Professor Goddard has the financial backing of the Smithsonian Institution, oh my gosh, as well as Clark University. Uh, Worcester, which is how people who live there pronounce it, um, isn't very far away. Maybe, uh, maybe 30 miles from where you are. Uh, Marcus, what are, you, can, what are you looking at over there? It's 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 an article. Remember that canister that we found out, that I found actually out in the field. Certainly. Look at this. And I. You show him the pick him and like point at him. I'll take and it and I'll quickly scan the article and go. Seems absolutely worth following up on. Who is this, Professor Robert Goddard? Yeah, Goddard. Uh, it says he's a professor at Clark. And I'll look at uh, the officer and say, uh, you know, just kind of casually, about how far down the road is uh, the neighboring town? What, the neighboring town? Or uh, what was it? Worcester? Clark? Or Worcester. I, I apologize. Worcester's about 30 miles from here. Worcester's a major city. That's like oh. Boston. Yeah, it's a pretty big Smaller place. Smaller than Boston, but... Well, it uh, appears here that uh, the last time the professor launched the rocket was on April 2nd, uh, just a few days ago, uh, shortly yeah. before you guys started experiencing some of this weird behavior. Oh, you're talking about that Goddard fella. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that is the last one. I think that he's been launching them off every other day. Really? So there could be more in the area. Well, I, I would be surprised if anything like that came in our direction. But I suppose. Why? Did you find something? Yeah, yeah we, we, we found a canister. Actually, I found a canister. Um, it, it was out in the, the, the field with the farmer. Um, it might have uh, actually brought the starfish I was talking about. Well, uh, we certainly uh, certainly did find evidence of, of some scorched uh, soil, so we think that uh, perhaps maybe one of these rockets landed a bit a bit closer than we would have liked. Um, so certainly worth investigating further. Hmm. Well, that'd be wild. Yeah. We, uh, I think it's best that we get back to our colleagues and uh, discuss this these matters with them. Marcus, come with me. Um, before you can leave, though, the phone rings, and he he's just like just a moment, gentlemen, and he he picks up the phone. And uh, he's like, what? what? What's the problem? And he looks up at you and he says, it's, uh, it's uh, Becky Benson, uh, Farmer Benson's little girl. Yeah. And, and you can hear her voice. You know, the phones are kind of loud back then. You can hear her voice. And she says, something's wrong with Papa. And, and he says, well, what, what, what's wrong? And, and she says, please, can you come? And all of a sudden, the phone goes dead. That's he's, like, he's like, I don't know what that's all about. 
He says, I better get over there and check it out. Um, go ahead and do a, well, you don't really need a spot hidden. You guys look around the room and you notice that, you know, you've got the jail cell, you've got his desk, you've got that. you got a, ca- a cabinet over there uh, uh, with uh, shotguns and rifles and stuff in it. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll look at the officer and just make mention to him. It sounded like that little girl was in trouble. Uh, it certainly did. I think we need to go over there. Well, I need to go over there if you guys want to come with me. I hope this isn't related to all this stuff that's going on. Well, officer, I, I, hate to, I hate to cause too much alarm, but do you think it makes sense to arm ourselves before heading over? There's been some awfully strange happenings going on lately. That, uh, that certainly sounded very strange. Um, uh, let's head on back towards your, uh, to your, uh, your comrades back at the, the place. And, uh, Do we have to? <laughs> by now, no, Marcus, you're starting to get your players all together. <laughs> I didn't give yeah, you like, I'm I'm mental <laughs> death. All right. Um, uh, Anyways, he says, uh, well, let's, let's, let's head on back to your people and I'll head out and uh, see what's going on on the farm unless you guys want to come with me. Okay. 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 So, we'll, uh, so we're going to head back then and, and meet back up with our colleagues then? Okay. Yeah, we all go back to the, the, uh, the classroom across the street. And I'm leering over this thing, not knowing where to even start because I have nothing to do with biology. I'm very curious. Yeah, D- Dunbar was about to show us the what was in the the sack, so I, I was very interested in oh, looking yeah. at that. Oh yeah, by now he's probably pulled that thing out, and yeah, we've got it out on on the table and uh, taking a, a some slides. It's some slides. very 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 strange. Does it not have a similar marker when you're looking at it under the microscope? Um. Well, there's not really any way to put it under the microscope without taking a sample of some sort. Oh, I thought we just said we were taking samples. Oh, okay. Um, You find it almost impossible to cut. Um, Although it's obviously been ripped off of something. This is a part of something much larger. Gentlemen, I'd like to attempt an experiment. Is anyone interested? Absolutely. My hypothesis, my hypothesis is, given the nature of the way these uh, these cells are dividing and uh, <clears throat> lysing and then rep, uh, repairing themselves, that perhaps there might be some sort of interaction um, if we were to get it near other uh, other aspects of the substance. I'd love to see the the vial of stuff that we produce and see how it interacts with this creature. If it attempts to bind with it, or if it repels, or whatever the case may be. All right. Sounds like a plan. So yeah, I'll attempt to do that. I have no real, I will attempt to do a control setting um, where I just use normal liquid or some sort of a normal sap or something. I don't know. And compare it. Um, uh, Nothing in particular seems to happen. Um, It doesn't seem to be, it's definitely that the starfish thing is the source of the liquid. But when when you do put the liquid on the thing, nothing nothing particular happens. It already has some stuff on it. Would we like to attempt to take this to the tree and see if there's any interaction, or is this barking huh, barking? Is this barking up the wrong tree? Well, it's kind of squishy. Dunbar, uh, where did you say you found this? We found it out in the farmer's field. 
near the near the rocket. Um, I've got a, uh, a, a hypothesis of my own, fellas, and and that's what if the rocket in coming down hit some type of larger creature, and this was just part of it, and somehow. Oh. And, and, the, and the liquid that we're seeing from the cows and from the tree is, is somehow connected to this creature's almost like it's blood that's poisoning whatever it comes into contact with, which means we need to be very careful. So can we, can we assume then that, uh, that we've kind of caught them up to speed about the article and the professor and all that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perhaps um, we should take a visit to the professor. Um, all of a sudden, um, uh, Margaret appears at the door of the classroom. Oh, for Christ's sake. And uh, she, she suddenly seems intensely interested in the starfish thing. Margaret. Hello, Margaret. How are you? I kind of step between her and the starfish. She's, she's not answering you, but she's, she's trying to see the starfish thing. So when you step in front of her, she just moves out of the way. If I still have hold of some of the vial, if I hold it out towards her, what does she do? Um, do a luck roll. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Terrific. <clears throat> All right. Let's see what, yes, I got exactly half. So a hard success. Okay. Um, she suddenly lunges forward and tries to grab the vial out of your hand. Uh, but she doesn't succeed. She's, you still got a hold of it. But she says, I, I have to I have to take this. I have to take it now. To where? Let's go. I will follow to, you. I, I have to take it. I have to get, get the pieces. Let's go look. Here, I'll come with. Uh, so you give it to her? No, I'm just gonna walk with her. Oh no, she she wants the, the she wants the starfish thing too. Margaret, now look, little lady. This is not your place to be looking into this sort of stuff. I will carry this vial. You don't have to trouble your dainty little hands with She's this. She's not listening to you. She's starting to struggle. He's still talking. And <laughs> we're going to continue. He's going to, he's going to, mm, you're gonna not need gently, a grapple. but not forcibly move her away. You're, you're going to need a grapple roll at this point. You're damn right I am. I'm going to assist on that. Hang on. I took some brawling. Yeah, I have a 62% brawl. Okay. Should I roll also? I'm going to help him out. Sure, sure. I got a 39. Okay. Uh, you're managing to restrain her, but the more you try to restrain her, the more she's trying to get to the starfish thing. I, I, I have to get it. I have I'm gonna, to. I'm going to cover it up with the bag. Okay. She's not. Can, can I intimidate her down? Can I um, intimidate the her? Sheriff, the sheriff is going to try to stop her. Margaret, Margaret, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And um, uh, the, the, the sheriff tries to assist you in. in restraining her and she bites the sheriff's hand oh and uh and he pulls away and she's got this glazed look on her eyes here's here's what i think guys we need to figure out what the (laughs) what what the root of this is and we need to (laughs) we need to give her this vial and follow her and see where she goes it may not be great on the short term, but it's very interesting to see what happens here. She she wants it all though, right? She wants the starfish, she wants the vial, she wants basically everything we've collected at this Apparently, point. Apparently, yeah. Clearly she's crazy. She is insane, but we need to see where this insanity takes us. I'm 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 in for that. Let's give it to her and see what happens. I'm I'm not for that. 
Marcus, <laughs> Marcus well, is not down. I, I may be. Lionel has it in his insane yeah. now, but I don't want her handling the starfish. Marcus, how about you stay behind and check out the tree and watch what's happening with the tree? You guys don't have time to discuss all of this at this moment. Yeah, I know. Let's you, give it to her. You, you I can give it to her. Go, Lionel. I'm sorry, what? Lionel, do you just let it go then? She's got a hold of it and you've got a hold of it. Um, yeah, I'm going to let go and follow her. Uh, the second you let go of it, uh, she looks at it for just a moment and then she Chuck puts it in her mouth. Ooh. Oh, oh God. Um, the vial? Yeah. I, uh, can I tell you what I did? you let her do that? She immediately oh, I crunches a, down on the I take ground. a notebook out and start writing. And it, and it shatters. And sheriff. now she's got the purple stuff here. And the, the sheriff is like, what the hell? Like this. Put her, and put her in handcuffs. Yeah, restrain her. Clearly insane. Um, so he tries to do that. He tries to put her in handcuffs. And now she's just, she's just like screeching for the, 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 the thing. She's, and she's not talking anymore. Now she's just trying to get to it. Um, is there anything we could like kind of club her in the head with and knock her out? Yeah. Yeah, that usually brain damages people in real Yeah, life. I'm not for that, but let's just um, try to restrain her. Everybody the sheriff, just, the sheriff restrains her. There's a small cell across the street. Yeah. Well, at the moment, he restrains her in a chair. And um, I would like, I'd like you all to do a spot hidden roll. Um, and the, the one with the best one is going to win. I don't think 94 is going to cut it. 89 80. out of 36. 32 out of 70. 21. 80, I felt. Okay, so Dunbar, you got the best one? Yep. Uh, the rest of you are watching all this. The rest of you are all this. Dunbar, you look up and look out the window, and you can see two more people are heading towards the the, class, the school Guys, from, the, from, we, the, from the tree. I think we better barricade the door. This is what, what, what are you talking about? The rest of the the rest of the town's coming. What? Uh, and with town? that, the sheriff yeah. says, "Oh my God, Becky." Who's Becky? Becky oh, Benson. Shit. She called us. She said her father's not acting strangely. Well, he's probably right. dead. Shut the door. What? Uh, but, but, but probably blown up like those cows you told me about. Shut the door. Uh, well, we don't know. We we've got to go rescue that little girl. Um, you have to go I, rescue that little girl. Um, I agree-ish. <laughs> the, uh, the, the people come to the, the classroom, but all they're doing is looking through the window. Can I draw the blinds? Sure. I'll, I'll kind of motion to Dunbar, like, cover up, cover up the starfish. Uh, go ahead and do an idea roll, Eric. Okay. Uh, I can use four points of luck. To okay. Get there. Okay. Um, the people over by the tree that had come in this direction, uh, the only way they would have known something was over here is the smell. You think they're following the smell. Okay. So I'll say, so I'll, I'll kind of look at my companions and go, they can, they probably all know that we're here from a mile away. They can probably smell this terrible rotten odor. Or they're going to the tree. 
where it's coming from. That same odor was out by the tree. We have to get to that tree before it's destroyed. Well, are they doing anything to the tree? I mean, somebody's been doing a lot to that tree. Uh, Dunbar, you look over at the people. There's now more people by the tree. A couple of people are trying to climb the tree. It's a big tree. There's lots of branches, though. Well, I'm th- Some I'm of the branches looked like they were broken, if you recall. I'm thinking, let them do what they want to the tree at, at this point. Like, I'm I'm thinking about that we've got you know a huge scientific discovery on on this table. We need that tree it. is a huge scientific discovery as well. Well, we, right. we know we we know now the what we what we might think is the cause of whatever happened to the tree. We've got we're closer to the we're closer to the center of it with the starfish. Oh, biologists always thinking their stuff is the best. But he does have a point. If this item was the cause of the cows and the tree to mutate, whatever we have here is the source. If we could secure this and get out of town and bring it back to Miskatonic, we we might rewrite history here. So, as you I mean, as you may have noticed, I don't think we're just going to walk walk out of here casually. They clearly know that we're in possession of this stuff. They keep wandering up here. Is there a sewer drain here, or do you have sewage in the town that we could escape out of here with this? They have cesspool. They have cest, uh, cesspools. They don't have. I mean, not cesspools, but septic systems. They don't have sewer. Um, are they surrounding uh, us, these people, or are they coming from one direction? Just a couple of them have wandered over here. Uh, Dunbar, you notice that the the two that have climbed up into the tree, they seem to have found something way up in the tree that they're pulling out of the tree and lowering down to the others. I think this I is absolutely. I think I might know what happened to the rest of this, this creature. What, 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 what happened in the tree? It's in the tree. Look, we gotta, we gotta dispose of this, whatever these people, whatever they are or whatever's happening with them. I'm getting sick and tired of this craziness. We're here to do, scientific exploration and they're just being wing nuts sheriff get control of your damn town this is why i don't know what's going on and, and margaret is just like foaming at the mouth trying to get uh get to that starfish thing i'll say well maybe hudson's right maybe we can try and hide whatever we can in vials or you know pr- try and prevent as much of the odor from escaping as we can and just try and get out of here here's my concern if this spreads as it did through those cattle and it could spread beyond wherever we take this, and if it's highly contagious, we'll follow us wherever we take it. Yes, that's been my whole thing this whole time. Marcus, well, we've already been exposed to whatever this substance is. But the people point. at Miskatonic have not. And these people, if we don't contain this threat, we need to call the CDC. What's that? Does that, <laughs> does that exist right now? What, 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 what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm we pretty sure the government was something that was like 40s or 50s. We, we have. Call, we need to call Coolidge. We have about 48 hours at best. If if that affected everything within 48 hours, we have 48 hours to figure out what to do with this. It's the CCC. Well, gentlemen, we've we've got a choice to make here. Um, it looks like things are quickly ramping up. We either abandon this and head head to safety and leave the town to itself and the sheriff to do his job before we secure the discovery and try and get it back to Miskatonic to fight our way out if needed. 
we have to contain the threat. These people are a threat. If they're imbibing this and it's contagious and they escape the city, we have a major problem. These people need to be put in quarantine. This whole town needs to be put in quarantine. And although it's not my job, there is a little girl that's in danger right now, too. What Hudson said, and I was going to go with the sheriff. <laughs> but what, uh, do, what, do you, what do you propose we do to quarantine the town? Well, you probably don't want to know what I think we should do. We should get rid of the evil. I've seen the inside of the sheriff's office. He only has one jail cell. I don't think we can put the entire town in one jail cell. The, uh, the sheriff goes over to the windows where the people are standing. He says, now you people go on home. You get out of here now. You hear me? Like this. And, and they, well, they, they, they react to it and they sort of walk away and you see them heading back towards the tree and a few of them stop and sort of look around on the ground for a second. And then they, they start to turn around and head back towards the classroom again. You're going to have to put them down. I don't want to kill them. them down. They're a threat. They could spread this to other people in the city. I think wherever this people down. <laughs> object is, is a threat. Um, uh, go ahead and do a spot hidden. You guys are kind of looking around. You're looking out the window. 36. 27 out of 70, which is a hard success. For those of you who succeed, you've seen that the people uh, have pulled... Uh, the, the, they've pulled whatever it is out of the tree and they've got it on the ground near the base of the tree and as you're looking at some at the, at the ones who are standing next to it you see a couple of them lean over and start eating it they, they need to stop that before they explode in 48 hours Saturday roll Sanity roll. Oh, joy. <laughs> but do we really know what the effects are on humans? We know what it is on bovines. It's a fail. Odd eight. So I finally passed. Um, 1d4, 1d6. 1d4 if, if you made it, 1d6 if you didn't. <laughs> Ooh, three that's, points. That's four points for me. Okay. I'm losing it. You're, you're losing terrible. it, Jerry. Horrifying. Uh, that's another four off of me. <laughs> Did anybody get five or more? Nope. Three. Lucky. <laughs> Guys, I, I think we're, I think we're uh, actually now actively in danger. I agree with uh, Dunbar on this one. You don't say. I've been saying we've been in active danger since the starfish. But you're insane. I'll, uh, I'll start to actively back up, and I'll kind of stutter similar to what Marcus was doing earlier and just go, uh, I don't like this anymore. I think, I think it's time to go. I think we need to go. Now, the starfish, is it spongy or is it rigid? It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's soft and pliable, but it's almost impossible to cut the, fle- the, the skin of it. But I could bend it. Yeah, it's like leathery. I want to bend it and wrap it in a towel and then maybe put a wet towel around it, maybe to keep the smell in, throw it in a backpack. Okay, you don't really have any wet towels or anything in this classroom. 
I, I thought there might have been like um, hmm, curtains. Well, we have the sack that, it, that we brought it in. Yeah, we do have the rucksack. I have a backpack with me. Is anyone um, at all else interested to see how this develops in Margaret? No. In a laboratory setting, correct, but right now, no. Well, at this point in Margaret, whoever's closest to her, uh, she is growling and snapping at them as if she wanted to eat them. I wonder if this is almost like a rabies type. It appears to be rabid. I mean, they're eating the thing off the tree out there. Yeah, we're not, we're not equipped to deal with this. It's a rabid dog. Um, anybody have any, like, grab a, a leg of a table if you don't have a weapon, and let's try and make it to the car. The contagion. Is anyone else concerned about this spreading? Like, if you, they can eat a starfish and gather this, and they're trying to eat other people or bite at other people, is anyone else concerned that infection could spread? Like, if the sheriff is now infected with this? Ooh. Is it transmutable through saliva? Well, I think we need to call the authorities. Um, He's right here. Which we are not it. And he is, he is also not equipped to... <laughs> I'll just, I'm, I'm pretty panicked at this point, so maybe I'm overreacting, but I'll say, look, guys, I, I don't know if we can save this town. We either need to leave or we need to do what Hudson said and start to arm ourselves. I know the sheriff's got weapons over, over in the, over in the this jail cell over there, and, you know, we need to do something. Let's get over there and get weaponized. I think we need to stand our ground and make sure this doesn't spread further. But what about the girl? I, I She's agree. crazy, too. This whole town is crazy. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll grab the, the sack with the um, starfish in it and, uh, and we'll make, kind of make a way to the sheriff's office and say, we need, we need weapons. All right. I think so, too. Um, Do, are we bringing Margaret with us, by the way, putting her in the sun? No, we're going to leave Margaret here. <laughs> um, yes, please leave Margaret. At this point, he can't even get near Margaret without her trying to bite him. Perhaps we should contain the sheriff for now, too. Well, the sheriff's not trying to bite you. Yet. Well, he didn't uh, first either. I've got quite a bit of medicine. I, uh, when, we get, when we get over to the, to the jailhouse, I'll take a look at his wound. All right. Um, so you gather up what you can, and you're going to make a run for the, the sheriff's office. All right. I mean, do we have to run? Are they running, these people? I'm just, I assumed, okay, you see, oh, what are you going to do, walk slowly? No, I'm just curious. <laughs> we're going to stroll over there. Yeah, we're going to saunter. We're, we're going we're to have a rumble. It's just. <laughs> All right. Yes. Sure. You're a jet. You're a jet all the way. All right. I realize I haven't yet had a sandwich, so I'm going to. So uh, you gather your stuff up. And uh, just as you open the door and, and go out, and those other people are over there, uh, somebody had come around the other side of the building, and uh, they're standing there looking at you. They don't make a move, but um, 
they say, we have to get the pieces. And the sheriff sort of pushes him out of the way. You guys make a run for it for the, the sheriff's office. All right. Uh, without much trouble, you get there. But do a spot hidden roll for me. Ninety-four. Twenty. I'm blind. Thirty-three. One hundred. Ooh. You fell on your face. Oh yeah, I should make you your trip for that one. <laughs> um, Hudson, uh, as you're running, you're you're nervous about those people over by the tree, and you look over there, and about this time, somebody else has started wandering towards the tree and looks like a, a, a young woman, maybe in her 20s. And she starts to walk over there the same way the other ones did. But the three people now who are eating this thing suddenly look up at her and like panthers, they leap onto her and she starts screaming and they start tearing her limb from limb and eating her. So you can do a sanity roll. Boy, that's one spot hidden check I did not want to make. <laughs> 44. All these doubles. Yes, it is. All right. So 1D, 1D3, uh, 1D2. Two points. All right. But you, you, you suddenly start running twice as fast as anyone And I kind of let out a little yell. I try and contain it, but I'm like, Gah! Um And that scares the crap out of all of you when he starts yelling. And you don't even know why, but... They, they, they ate her. They, they just ate her. Oh God, why'd you have to say something like that? All right, so you get to the sheriff's office, and you go inside, and he closes the door and locks it. Uh, and he's like, "What, guys, what the hell is going on? What is all this about? Babies. They're going, they're going crazy out there, attacking each other. We need, we need weapons. I don't know. This is, not, this, is, this is not how all this is supposed to work. Do you all know how to fire, uh, fire a weapon? No. We're peaches, for God's sakes. Jesus Christ. I I just slip on a couple of brass knuckles. And he, uh, we don't have brass knuckles. Yeah, he goes over and he the, the, the shotgun case. He says, none of you ever gone hunting? I, I can hunt. And he like, he pulls out the, the shotgun and he tosses it to you, Dunbar. I have a hatchet. He says, well, I'd prefer it if you didn't let them get that close to you. But whatever the hell's going on, whatever... These are these are townsfolk. These are all people I know and love and, and care about. And now all of a sudden they're eating one another. And he he tosses a couple of more uh, shotguns out to you. And he's like, you just point them and and pull the trigger. And there, uh, won't be, okay. there won't be a town left at this rate. By this time, the sun is going down. It is getting dark. Oh God. Um, what are your plans? Get out of town. Observe. That's the not sheriff. much of a plan. That's an objective. I'm observing the sheriff and to see if there's any changes in his disposition or demeanor. Sheriff seems fine. He's worried. He's taking sanity hits too. Any any issue with like the wound area that's different or no? 
No. Yeah. Oh, we can. How how far away is uh, Lionel's car? Lionel's car is over just just down the street, maybe fifty feet, but it's in the direction of the tree. We and can't leave this place. What about the sheriff's vehicle? Uh, sheriff's vehicle is parked around the other side. Um, you could probably get to that without much trouble. It's 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 only a three. I mean, I guess you could all crowd into the back seat. Um, I think we should stay. You think we should stay in Cannibal Town? I think we need to restrain this from spreading. How you got you got bombs? Yeah, there's only five of us in a, in a whole town. Yeah, How? but forty people constituted about a third of the population. How big is the jail cell? You know, it's a uh, it's like a small room, maybe seven by five. There's a cot. Worst case scenario, we could all go inside and lock ourselves in. Worst case scenario. It's true. I'm not liking any of this. Is there more ammunition here that we could gather and assemble? There's plenty of ammunition, yeah. Perhaps we should just put some in the cell just in case. Yeah, if we lock ourselves in a jail cell, we're, we're just sitting ducks. They could burn the building down. And we got a starfish with us. I was just saying, we're, like, if we get in a swarm and there's 40 people breaking through the door, is, that's all I'm saying. We're, like, right. break us in case of emergency. They Guys, Hudson th- is very smart. You should listen to him. They keep saying they want the pieces. They can They can clearly smell this thing out. The What's in the sack is is what our problem is. That's what they're after. But that's also what we're after. Do you know what sort of groundbreaking information this could give us? What sort you know of how much I like to fame? live? Do you know what sort of fame this could propel us to? Do you know how much I like to live? Well, you're talking about Lionel containing the, the contagion. If there actually is a contagion and we don't get out of here with some kind of samples, <clears throat> this, this could also be the way to stop a contagion. That, that was my line of thinking. If we could get to this to the right hands, maybe the cure is within the, the infection itself. It just needs to be slowed there's down. Some, there's some reason to believe that these people aren't just, mm, until later stages, not just completely animalistic. They still have sentient thought, which means they still can do things like operate vehicles and they can move very quickly. And it's a possibility that in 48 hours or less, they're going to explode. How long have we been in town, by the way? Uh, you got here about 11 a.m., uh, it's now about uh, 5 p.m. Yeah, and Margaret didn't seem very sentient. There's still light in the sky, but it's it's getting darker. So if we are infected, we have about a day and a half to figure something out. Everyone, I'd like you to just take a second look at the sheriff. Okay? Say we leave. He doesn't leave. You're afraid of dying. Are you not afraid of his death? Are you not afraid of the death of the rest of the people? He says he come with us? Yeah, He's not going to abandon this town. Really? <laughs> Who says he can't come with us to Arkham? Really? I, I, I don't need the the uh, the cannibals to eat me. There's also the matter of that little girl that's somewhere out there in danger. That keeps gnawing on the back of my head. 
Well, the the you know uh, what you guys say. You know they're eating this whatever this shit is. Says, can we assume that the Benson Farm has some of it too? Well, we know the Benson Farm has some of it because it's where we found well, starfish and dead kites. Well, no, that was, the, you know, that was an eel farm. And has anybody else noticed it's strange, the fact that we can't cut into it with our scalpels, but they can just bite into it with their teeth? Mm. Well, uh, human bite force can actually reach pretty high when adrenaline is possibly pumping. It seems what they're trying to get at is the sap. It's the purple substance. Because she took a whole handful of that stuff and just pretty much just drank it. If I mean, the sh- oh, sorry. Go for if it. The, if the yeah. sheriff yeah. can take one of us in his car, get to our vehicle, and drive it back here, we can get in and go to the farm to help the little girl. Not to mention I have a hypothesis that that's where all this started. That could very well be. I think we, I think we, we hop in the car and we drive as fast as we can out to the O'Neill farm. I agree with uh, Eric. The O'Neill farm? Where yeah. the... Is, is that where the little girl was or was the girl Benson? Girl's the, the, Benson. Girl is. the girl was Benson. Okay. Yeah. So we want to leave the safety of this jail and go outside to a farm where we don't have any idea what's happening and avoid seeing the development of any of this. We do have shotguns now. Who said science? We don't know how to shoot. So, um, as you guys are in here, uh, if uh, is anybody looking out the windows? Yeah, obsessively. All right, mm-hmm. Marcus. Uh, you notice two or three people uh, coming down the street, and. Uh, they aren't really coming towards you guys, and they're not heading towards the tree, but they're definitely looking around the ground as they're walking, like they're hunting for something. That's precisely what they were doing earlier. Um, we got more see pe- people looking around on the ground out here. Why Why we- do you think that's the early stages of infection? Is uh, that behavior? That's what we saw earlier. Everyone doing that and then suddenly going knocking futs every time they take a drink of sap. Maybe the, the purple sap has some type of a addictive quality to it. Like a like a instantaneously addictive drug. That quite that might be. That's a very good assessment. Look, I gave my word to the professor that I would get this done and research this and fully understand what's happening. And right now we don't fully understand what's happening. Not leaving till we have a good idea of what's happening. Well, we did research. We we came out to see a tree, not to not to fight off a town of cannibals, mm. rabid cannibals. All right. So, what's your move? I don't the think lo- we could stay here. Yeah. The longer we wait here, the more attention we're drawing to ourselves. Let's try and get to the vehicles and get out to that farm. Maybe we could help the little girl and see if that's where this all started. Look, fine, I'll go with you guys, but can I at least make a phone call to the professor to let him know what's going on? Is, is there a phone here? Call he said, uh, yeah. I, I think that's call. a great idea. Somebody should know what's happening here. <laughs> Please let, let somebody know. This is bad. 
We could call the police, and then I just stare at the sheriff. Uh, but I pick up the phone, and I dial the professor. Okay, you dial his office. No answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he usually goes home at about this hour. Is it is it impossible that grad students might have his home number? You don't have his home number. Yes. Okay. Fine. Is there anybody else we could notify, guys? Do you have the family authority, you want to know? The authorities in a major town? We could call the county sheriff. Is this the county sheriff or just this town constable? Just the town constable. We could call the county. You, 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 could, you could possibly call Worcester and, 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 and get their authorities there. They're not that far, are they? Um, 30 miles. It would, yeah, it would uh, take them a bit to respond, but yeah, they could be here. I'm going to call the county and then I'll call Worcester. Okay. It's pronounced Worcester. <laughs> it's like Worcestershire sauce. Who yeah, Worcestershire. Uh, actually... <laughs> and since you're all Mass- since you're all Massachusetts people, you should know that. But that's okay. It took me forever to learn all the names when I was there. Um. All right, you uh, you make a call and uh, you get a hold of the the Worcester uh, uh, Sheriff's Office or whatever it is, and. Uh, what do you say? I say, this is uh, Mr. Lionel Addison. I'm here with a group of individuals, including Sheriff, what was your name? Uh, Sheriff, uh, mm-hmm. Sheriff Steve. Sheriff Claude Penchant. <laughs> Sheriff, oh yeah, Sheriff Penchant. Uh, I believe, judging by the weapons he's given us that we've now been deputized, there is a mass murder happening around this town and we need to get people here, stat, to help us. Um, let me talk to the sheriff. Sheriff gets on the phone. And he says, uh, "Well, there's something really weird going on here. We don't know if it's some kind of a disease or whatever, but the people are all insane, crazy, yeah, uh, killing each other in our." That's town. happening here. What are you guys doing about it? Uh, you need to get here and uh, uh, come armed and uh, realize that that there's some weird shit going down here. Might be some kind of disease. Tell them it might be rabid. Don't let them bite it's, you. It's, it's like, rabid. Under, yeah, they're, they're acting like they're rabid. Under no circumstances let them get access to anything that looks like a star or anything that's oozing purple liquid. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to tell them that. They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think I'm kids playing a prank on them. We, we need to do something to stop these people from killing more people. So act with whatever prejudice you need to. Well, he said, they, they, you know, some of them know me. So they, they said they're going to send some people out here. Do we have an ETA? Um, as soon as they can get here. Oh, lovely. Within the hour. Well, they, they, okay, that's better. That's better. They can handle it then when they get there, which means we don't have to stay. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open my journal and I want to start documenting this. So if worst case scenario happens and the only thing left is the note, people might have a chance. Or it gets published in weird tales. Good idea. Make sure you include all of our names. Yep. Everybody, do a listen roll. Are we at a Are we at a penalty die for all of us talking constantly? No. <laughs> I failed. Oh, I definitely oh. failed. 98. 96. Oh, joy. Did anybody pass? We're all deaf and blind. I would like to push my roll. <laughs> no? Can I push? You can push a listen roll. You can push 
You can push your listen roll. Like there's a lot going on, so I'm trying to split my intention as much as I can. But there's going to be a panel, there's going to be something awful if you if you. Yeah, I think there's going to be something awful if I don't. So if you fail, you get tinnitus. <laughs> I got a 42. Let's see what this <laughs> Guys, I got a 42 out of 20. So you really failed it again. I sure did. Um, you have tinnitus. Work, work with that, Mr. Storyteller Keeper. You, uh, you suddenly get this high-piercing, screechy noise inside your ear. Um, at first, you think that it's tinnitus, but it's much worse than that. It's, it's almost as if there's something in your head trying to get its way out. So it's 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 like you start to get a blistering headache. You okay? I, I hope he's okay. I don't hear him. What's wrong yeah. with him? He's muted. <laughs> <laughs> I sit down on a chair and, <laughs> and hold my head in my hand. And as you guys are talking, I'm like, shh. What what what, what, what? do you do? Wow. You haven't Somebody. had anything to drink. Why are you acting like you have a hangover? Mm. My um, at this point, somebody comes up to the window in the sheriff's office and puts themselves up against the window like this. Ah! And they say, uh, you hear them talking, and they're saying, uh, we, we have to get the pieces. Someone's coming to pick up the pieces. Guys, we need to get the pieces. Who's coming to pick it up? Here. Who's coming to pick the pieces up? Someone's coming to pick up the pieces. We got to gather them together. Oh. Somebody's coming. Cool. We'll help you. Where do we need to bring them? That, that's all they keep repeating. Can, is, there, is, there a clear line, is there a clear path to the car? Uh, well, now you've got to go out past this person who's there and the couple of people in the street. Okay. Um, guys, we can't stay here any longer. We're sitting ducks in this place. So unless we want to barricade ourselves in, I think we got to move. So I'm going to give the, the bag to uh, Hudson. And, okay. And then let, let's go. And then I'll be ready to, to shoot if needed. Okay. So, to the car. so so Dunbar, uh, myself, Marcus, do you have a gun? I, I have one, but I've never shot one before. I guess, I guess we're going to make our way out the front door and make our way to the car. Okay. I have my hatchet and my knife in my hand. I don't have any weapon skill. I mean, any firearm skill. Okay. You protect the samples. Copy. Well, actually, if you look at your, your thing, everybody has at least like 25%. You can point right, right. the trigger. Yeah, um, it's just I didn't put any points in it, so I never shot right. it before. Right. All right. Um, all right. So you make it outside. And uh, the people who are nearby, you can tell when they smell the the thing, they start moving towards you, and they're like, they're like, oh, we have to, we have to gather the pieces together because it, it's coming, it's coming to get them, it's coming. I, I kind of, I'm got my head in my hand, and I have my shotgun in my other hand. I'm like, get out of the way, leave us alone, do not be part of this. Okay, they're not listening to you. If they approach um, me, I'm just going to shoot. Well, they're not. They're 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 still hanging back a little bit. Um, as you get to the vehicle, however, 
uh, the, the, the sheriff's car, uh, you notice down the street uh, from around behind a house or something, uh, a couple of people are now running in your direction. And they're, they look crazed. Get in the vehicle as quickly Everyone as possible. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll kind of uh, hold the shotgun at the ready. Yell, get back while everybody else gets in the car. Okay. The sheriff's like, get in the car, get in the car. And he's like holding up mm. the shotgun. He's saying, you, you folks stay back. You folks stay back. I get in. Um, we all hop in. I'm, I'm getting in. And just as you all get in and you close the doors, uh, these two people are getting pretty close. So the sheriff fires a warning shot over their heads and they don't stop. Um, he, uh, he tries to pull around quickly and uh, pull himself into the car. Uh, and they're literally clawing at the windows trying to get to you. And you can see that they're, They've got purple stuff in their mouth, and they're they're they almost like they're de- damn people are trying to eat their way through the window to get to you. Drive, drive. <laughs> and he's he's trying to get the, the the key going. Oh shit! I left the key inside the uh, no. Oh, oh god! <laughs> and then one of them knocks on the door and like jingles the keys. Anybody know how to hotwire a car? <laughs> Pretty sure Hudson knows how to hotwire this thing. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. He gets the car going, and uh, uh, at first he hesitates because there's a couple of them now in front of the car, but uh, he goes ahead and pushes forward, and the people fall. And um, All of you can do a spot hidden at this point. Okay. Hey, I'm going to take a penalty die on that because of my headache. 16 out of 70. 61. 37. Can't hit a roll to save my life. Marcus. Marcus. Um, Yes. Good old Marcus and his OCD and his crazy. (laughs) I pay too much attention to shit. Um, I'm going to have you roll a sanity roll first, and then I'll explain why. Alrighty. Why did you have me roll? 81. Which means I failed miserably. Do a 1d10. <laughs> Nine. All right. As you guys are all in the car, Marcus uh, is looking out the back windshield. And as he's doing this, uh, he suddenly begins screaming uncontrollably and trying to climb into the front seat. Um, as he's as he's looking back, um, those of you who look back, what you see is coming down the street um, is something the size of a bus. It's uh, shapeless it's like a gigantic amoeba it's got tentacles reaching out um uh people who are stand people are just standing in the street uh not running from it and it's just mowing them down and for a moment you can sort of see their bodies 
inside of the thing and then it's then they they sort of disintegrate um you can all do sanity rolls now too Ninety-six. That's a ninety for me. <laughs> Fifty-eight out of forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you go crazy. You Those can... of you in the nineties, you do a roll one d ten too. Uh, if you pass nine, if you pass, just do a one d four. Nine, four more. <laughs> okay. So when you see it, you you do more than five points of damage. You you've. Freaking lost your mind! You're you're screaming and you're. Uh, you can do a luck roll if you if you pass the luck roll, you don't get out of the car and run. Um, three three sanity loss. But if you fail, you get out of the car and run. <laughs> Thank goodness I have a. High I made my thing. my luck. Oh shit! So so if we took more than five, you want a luck roll, or if we took any, to make a luck roll. If you if you if you took more than five, yeah, okay. do a luck roll. So um, I have a, I I'm still in the 80, car. I have an eighty luck. I rolled eighty two. Okay. Then Marcus has rolled down the window, climbed out of the car, and he's running away from this thing that's coming. Um, oh God! I'll be like, Marcus, come back. <laughs> There's no chance of anybody grabbing him by the pants. No, you you you're all out of your minds. Um. Uh, the sheriff is now swerving all over the road because you guys are screaming and pushing up against him. And he, uh, he slams on the brakes and the car comes to a skidding halt. And this thing is barreling down on you. Um, those of you who, uh, who passed your sanity loss uh, or, or didn't do more than five, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we or we're actively driving away from this thing right yeah he's just slammed but on it's... the brakes though so you're you're oh the officer slammed on the brakes yeah because you guys all started screaming and crawling all over go <laughs> yeah drive son of a bitch go <laughs> yeah okay he looks back and sees something coming so he hits the, hits the gas I was gonna have to call shotgun uh <laughs> shotgun uh <laughs> Yeah, can we like maybe shoot out the back window? Uh, sure. You all go deaf, but uh, sure. Yeah, I don't think we're in the state. Tonight, tonight, it's all around. Marcus, Marcus is currently doing this down the street, trying to go. <laughs> not going to run in a straight line because it can get you. He can. He, <laughs> it's like an alligator. <laughs> so. Super tight, super tight, super tight. <laughs> He's like, do I hold up my arms to look bigger than it? Do I lay down? I don't know. Well, it's it's the size of a city bus. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's yell like at Hudson. Like I'm gonna yell at Hudson. Throw the tentacle out the back or the starfish or whatever. I was just gonna ask, should I throw this out the back window? Yes. Yeah. Throw it out the back. I mean, how bad? How much worse could this get? Just throw it. Out. <laughs> All right. You gave All it right. its feet back. So you shoot out the back window and you throw the thing out the back window. And when you do, you see the thing. Come forward. Uh, Wait, do we still have samples? Um, throw no. out. Oh, everything we have, throw out the back window. Good. good job, Hudson. Um, you see Marcus in the street running, 
and the thing catches up to him and just barrels over him. And for a moment, you see Marcus going, and then he <laughs> dissolves into it. Uh, where you drop the thing in the road, you see the thing come to a halt and absorb it. Um, and for a moment, it sort of hesitates there as your car is pulling away. But then it starts back towards you. Now we lost the sample. Good job, guys. Uh, We're a little short on options. <laughs> drive. Yeah, how fast can you go? Go. I think okay. cars max out at what twenty here. Yeah, and the roads are pretty bad. Um, I'm just going to do one roll to see if the sheriff crashes the car along the way. <laughs> yeah, he did pretty good. Um, <laughs> I will he, say he that he manages to. Uh, get away. But do any of you have, do you still have samples in your pockets? Yeah, I had one glass vial in my, uh, but if it thing keeps coming at us, I'm going to throw it out the back window. No, okay. I am samples now. It's not stopping. It's coming after you. So if in fact you throw your samples out the window, mm-hmm. it stops pursuing you. We promised the professor. We made our oath. We can go back. There's got to be blood after. Well, I'm not even thinking. Not today. (laughs) Well, then let me ask you the aftermath. What do you do in general after that? Now, you're all going to need psych problems, and Marcus is gone. You all saw him consumed by the thing, so you're going to need some serious psychological counseling. And you're going to have to explain what you did with Marcus because yeah. five yeah, we, people left, four people came back. We've well, got some explaining to do. Well, but as the, far authorities, as, the authorities were responding, right? So surely they're going to come up on this scene or some version of the scene. When I think, should, the, uh, I think we should just beeline it to that other town and take our chances. Um. As long as you have no samples, uh, you escape. So we'll assume you escape because you have no samples. Um, when the authorities from Worcester arrive, uh, they find a great deal of damage has been done in the town. But they don't find any people that were uh, involved. Um, the tree is gone. Um, Uh, A large portion of the Benson barn is gone. Uh, Areas of the field uh, where the damage was done are gone. Cows are gone. Anything that had anything at all to do with that substance or that, that starfish thing is gone. Scoured clean off the earth. There is not a drop of anything left. Not blood, not flesh, nothing. And that's the end of our story. So... What happened? What happened was Goddard, who Robert Goddard, that's historical. He was, he was setting off the first uh, liquid oxygen rockets um, from the town of Auburn, which is right next to Worcester. And uh, there was no guidance system on these things. It was basically fireworks is what he was setting off. But 
one of them flew up into the air and it cra- it crashed into an elder thing that was flying over Rutland at that time, observing uh, the people. Um, and when it crashed into it, it, ch- it cut it up into three, it's four, three, three or four pieces. Uh, one piece landed in the field where you were, one landed up in the tree, one landed in the, the, the barnyard uh, on the Benson farm. You never got to the Benson farm. Becky was hiding in the woods because her father had murdered uh, his wife and other children and eaten them because he had eaten part of the, uh, the elder thing. You would have found it's, uh, it's torso with the wings, which would have given you a hint that the thing was a flying creature. And uh, ultimately it was on a scientific mission studying us. And as soon as it was killed, a signal went out to the, their, their base, wherever it is. And they sent a Shoggoth to clean up the mess. And so the Shoggoth cleaned up the mess at the end and it, it ate everything that, that had touched the stuff. I guess there was kind of a spores that were released when it was killed and the spores infected the people and the people had a compulsion to gather all the pieces together so the Shoggoth could have them at the end, but they also ate them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the story. How'd you like it? That was great. Awesome. Enjoyed the heck out of it. Very cool. A really fun time. I didn't expect you guys to hold up in the police station, but it made sense. It made total sense for yeah. your situation. Well, I thought I thought that's why you pointed it out. I thought you were you were dropping me a hint that we were supposed to arm ourselves, and so I was like, "Oh, we got to head back there." <laughs> well, the reason why the reason why you go to the sheriff's office in the story is so that uh, Becky Benson can call and say there's something going wrong at the farm. And maybe you'll head in that direction, but uh, maybe you guys really <laughs> wanted to stay and study, so I had to modify it a little bit. And, yeah, and sorry then. if that was a little disruptive. It's just the, no, that's no, that's cool. Trait, the trait for my character said his word is as fine as loyalty will never waver, and he gave his word to the professor. So <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. so, I mean, it takes really a little it's, thing to make it waver, I guess. <laughs> it's a uh, classic like uh, zombie zombie town uh, storyline. Uh, the the argument of like what do we do to survive versus like any kind of moral duty to stop what's happening is right. That's that's, right. that's where the, the gold and the- and of course them biting the sheriff that didn't do anything to the sheriff. That's what I was just gonna ask. Yeah, but had had Margaret gotten loose, she would have killed you all and eaten you if she could have, because well, she, by that time she was completely insane. What transmuted it? What what was causing the people to turn that didn't eat? Or initially started it. What what first caused them to look for the pieces was spores in the air, uh, which had dispersed by the time you guys had arrived, but they were already infected. And then what caused them to go cannibalistic was eating a piece of the elder thing. Mm. It, uh, so when she consumed the, the blood or whatever it is, um, that, that drove her insane. What caused the cows to burst was the fact that the cows were eating pieces that they'd found on the ground and it had a weird biological effect on them. This was what I was thinking the whole time. And the yeah. tree was just reacting in some weird way too to the the fact that it sort of got splattered with uh with bits and pieces of the, the creature. It was somehow trying to protect itself in a in a very bizarre way, but 
um, it was trying to consume the pieces. Right. All, oh. in it, all, all so that when the Shoggoth arrived, the, the Shoggoth would have an easy job of cleaning up everything. So, all right. Our players included Jason Elnichuk, uh, Josh Hook, Kurt LeBlanc, Tim Hart, and Jeff Beck with yours truly as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.